everyone, Kitty here. Before we dive into the podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders. The first is that we touch on a lot of sensitive subjects that could be possible emotional and trauma triggers for people. If there are any topics that you're sensitive to, we recommend that before you watch any of the movies or listen to our podcasts, you check the website doesthedogdie.com. Also, this podcast is not kid-friendly and not safe for work. Please listen responsibly. Finally, this podcast contains spoilers. If you're like me and don't like spoilers, please watch the movie before listening. Thank you, and happy haunting. This is Hounds of Horror with Max. What is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. Doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. <laughs> and Kitty. A That's lot. a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> Not being quiet at all. <laughs> We've been quiet long enough. Okay. Uh, I'm Victor. I'm Max. And I'm Kitty. So I was thinking today. It's been a long time since we've had D-Pad on the show, and I really miss him. Maybe we should get him back. Long time. On. It's been since Mama. No, Midsummer. Midsummer. Oh God, <laughs> since Midsummer. Seems like forever and a day. Mm. We should see if we can get him back on the show. We should. What? Look who it is! Hey, hey guys! <laughs> D-pad? Yeah, I I just got sucked through 26 dimensions of time and space, and I gotta be completely honest with you. It is no way to travel, but how have you guys been? <laughs> good, uh, good. Awesome. I mean, I think that we've been good, but better now. I mean, this, yeah, is, this is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, how are, how's Hounds of Horror? That's really for our listeners to decide. I have no idea. And I'm not uh, sure. They're strangely silent on that. But. After the last episode, I wouldn't blame any of them for just not ever again doing things with our podcast. They they come because we're a, a, just a treat to listen to. Wait, what happened in Grave Encounters that was so bad? It stayed we in Grave Encounters. So, we were so off track. <laughs> and like, there's a bunch of parts where I had to like cut it weird. And so it's like... Yeah, so then he walked down the hall. So what What were you saying about that other thing? And I'm like, oh my god. I hate us so much. Unfortunately. Uh, nothing. Nada. You guys are <clears throat> slacking. Write us emails. Oh. We did have something we to We did read. have an email. <gasps> I've been excited all week to hear it read aloud. And you were just going to... This is the first time I'm reading it. And I also it. don't know the structure of a haiku. So... This could be interesting. <laughs> I don't know how it's supposed to be read. I don't think it's hard, but I don't know, actually. Like, I I just... Isn't there supposed to be, like, some sort of rhythm to it? Like... Oh, it's I don't hard. Know, you right. just say it like you mean it, I think. All right. Drive it like you stole it, I guess. <laughs> Our first email. Glad to know it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stab at you guys. Just a heads up. If you're listening to this... You need to be testing our email service because this is our first one. Wait, the first message we got was glad to know it works? It was a haiku about our our first email. Our first email was a haiku about our first email. Yeah. Wow. I'm not following. That's, that's not the whole thing, though. Wait. Did you just read the tagline? <laughs> the title of the email? Maybe. That's not what a haiku is. Can we get the... Re- yeah, there's oh. like... There's more. <laughs> yes. What is happening? To a haiku. I don't see it. I don't understand. Oh, wait. You, fi- 
find it. I can't. Can somebody work email, please? Uh, I, I hope I can. <laughs> I can't work Gmail. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry, D-Pad. We're usually more on task than us. <laughs> you are a liar. I feel uncomfortable about how easily you told that lie. <laughs> well, I think the best podcasts are when they're uh, off the cuff, you know. Improv. Can you explain that turn of phrase, please? Off the cuff. What does that mean? Well, you know, when the, the bullets start flying and the gloves come off, then you bury the axe and uh, the rolling stone gathers. No, uh, uh, wasn't built in a day. I think I followed that more than the email. Uh-huh. What? Um, there's something about, I think, two axes in a bush is better than one in the in head. A neighbor. Oh. But I don't, I don't remember. Um, so, <clears throat> what Kitty actually <laughs> read as the haiku was my response to that email. I don't want to talk about so, it. <laughs> the haiku. I knew that haikus were like a weird amount of syllable words. I don't. What is a haiku? <laughs> it's like it's a poem. Five seven five doesn't okay. do five seven five syllables. I knew but, there was something weird but, about it. I think, but then I heard that they don't always have to be that way. They can have their own number of syllables, and I'm just like, well, then, well, then, what's a haiku? Anything could be a haiku. I like. I I was offered the soda. I drank it with great joy. It is red. That's almost a haiku. Yeah, yeah, close. Well, thanks for tuning in to what is a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the original email. I still don't know what a cervix is. So <clears throat> you have a pillow for it, though. I do. It's very comfortable. Do you want me to explain a cervix? No, no. <laughs> oh my god! You asked me to do this and then derailed me five times. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so this particular listener, a listener who has been one of our most staunch supporters this oh, entire I know who time. Oh, that is. <clears throat> There's and only one I didn't of mean them. to sound disappointed. But <laughs> also one of our guest stars. I was getting to <laughs> Way that. Way to bury the lead on that one. I was building Way the Way to bury the axe in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> with two birds or something. <laughs> two, two axes with one scone. Actually, it sounds sexual almost. <laughs> it's kind of hot. Mm. The haiku is, <clears throat> they write, Victor asked for it, which I did. I said you could write us a haiku even. That's not a haiku. I was just, It's not over yet. I'm reading what they wrote. Have you never done radio? You have to read it <laughs> all together. That's not okay, everybody stop. Victor, start from the beginning, please. That wasn't e- That's not even the beginning of the haiku that was their message to us. <laughs> what the us. hell? Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, people. I mean, whatever your preferred religion, that expletive. I thought it was a haiku about our email. <laughs> <sighs> I now write this bad haiku, Hounds of Horror Rock. We'll start from the beginning. Hang on a second. <laughs> Was that the, the haiku? The entirety of the email is... <clears throat> oh Victor asked for it. Victor asked for it. Mm-hmm. I now write this bad haiku, Hounds of Horror Rock. And then they also said, as a message, You're welcome. I wrote this while listening to the latest episode. Thank you. It's beautiful. Which part was that? Everything above what I just said now. Uh, and that. Uh, and that. Okay. And that. What's that song? Like, we should play that now after this. Like, I want to rock. 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 Yeah, we should do that one. Oh. Uh, sure. No, I think we'd probably get sued oh. pretty fast. Like, oh. immediately. Like, I don't think, think the chorus would start before we'd get a knock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, <clears throat> 27 minutes later, our podcast begins. God, hi guys, we're Hounds of Horror. Please send us emails because that was the first one that we got. We do, in this episode, on this episode, have our good friend Epad. We hey. do. And we are here to talk about Vic's pick, The Descent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, my pick. Also known as uh, Chicks with Picks. It could have the almost been known. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is okay. my first time back on the show since uh, we did Midsummer. This is your first time back on the show since um, the first time you were on the around show. Around Midsummer last, last year. <laughs> it was, actually. That is true. It's weird. I don't care for it. Mm. We should have done that in the winter. Don't like weird things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Voice cracked. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Chicks yeah. with Picks sounds like a movie that should be starring Winona Ryder. Chicks with Picks sounds like a really bad sci-fi movie. <laughs> Starring Winona Ryder. Possibly. <laughs> I'd watch it. Mm-hmm. You'll watch quite literally anything, though. You know, her role in Stranger Things, I think, is perfect for her. A frazzled <laughs> single mother who just can't quite get it together. <laughs> I feel like that's the role that I'm like destined to star in. <laughs> It's happening right now. Yep. <laughs> Except for the single part. <laughs> I am, I'm always going to think of Girl Interrupted when I think of Winona Ryder. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, which, in that movie, she plays very calm, collective, and rather depressed and, and slow-paced in her inner speech, which is just one thing that tells me that that actress has really great range. How she can go from that to frazzled single mother who's perpetually having a panic attack in all seasons of Stranger Things. Interesting. I've actually, to be completely honest, never seen that movie. I haven't either. You should. It was filmed right I have heard of that. We are. Our location is secret. Oh. That can be removed. <laughs> uh, you were saying that <laughs> it was actually filmed somewhere in the United States. Yes. <laughs> you should just bleep out where because if people can't look it up. That's a good, yeah. <laughs> I will do that. That'll be really funny. Uh, all right, glad we cut that out. <clears throat> no one can know that we're in. We're in. That's why it was snowing a little bit ago, and now it's pool uh, oh, season. I heard from laughing. All right. Alrighty. So, I guess I just own crinkly paper. Like I think. <laughs> I think maybe bring a clipboard. That way you don't have to like... You go into the paper store and go, what is your crinkliest paper? (laughs) Oh, you're looking for like decibels? sufficient crinkle? (laughs) Maybe it's your... This one would interrupt the Pope during Mass. (laughs) All right. So we this week watched The Descent. It was the 2006 Descent (laughs) directed and written by Neil Marshall. Marshall? 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 He talks like this. About a group of women adventurers who go cave diving and find the most terrible things. They're like adrenaline junkies. I don't know what they're... I'm getting, I guess it's the same yeah. thing. I mean, adventurers. Yeah. They seem awfully underprepared for what they were doing, though. Well, there was the hmm. one character, Holly, who was like the achiever. Who was really... Uh, the protege. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she we'll was always uh, base jumping, and she, she seemed to be the adrenaline. She was so extreme. Also, she doesn't want to go to a cave that's a tourist trap because she's so good at climbing. All right, so let's talk about who's in it. I did not mention Holly's actress, although I think she had a cool name. 
I don't She's also gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, she is. Like, have you seen a picture of her not hollied? Yes. Not well, I thought she was cute as Holly too. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm into, like, the short hair, you know. I like that, yeah. Uh, the sporty chicks. Sporty Spice. She had an attitude, too. Chicks. Is that offensive? I, I, I think, think it depends it'd on just who be, like, you some ask. Dudes. Vernacular, I guess. Chicks and dudes. I'm a dude. <laughs> so we have Shauna McDonald as Sarah Carter. She was in a movie I actually watched called Nails. And I was watching Nails and I'm like, where the hell have I seen her before? Oh, yeah, The Descent. Um, it was a decent movie. Sarah Carter from Mars. <clears throat> no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, and then we had Natalie Mendoza as Juno Kaplan. Which is a very cool name. It sounds like someone who would be leading a nefarious organization. You only say it's cool because of Mr. Kaplan from Blacklist. Admit it. Mendoza? Oh, men- oh I meant Juno Kaplan. But, um, no. No, Mendoza is a, a cool name. I was, you know. Don't assume you know what's going on, although you probably do. My favorite Latin last name is Vasquez. Mm-hmm. The coolest character from the movie. I think I've movie. seen that. That's not even what I was thinking of. <laughs> I always thought it was pronounced Vasquez. Oh. This is embarrassing. You just ruined it for me. Vasquez. Now I'll never it's be able to not, think of it otherwise. It is absolutely not it is Vasquez. Vasquez. Yes. <laughs> I only knew that it wasn't pronounced that way because I could hear it whenever, whenever I was watching the movie Aliens. But it does look like it's spelled Vasquez. <laughs> it does, but... It it's sounds not. cool when you say Vasquez, and yeah. that's the way it's said. So. God, I just love that character. She's so cool. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. She was in Beastmaster. Ooh. The game? Uh, no, a movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we had Myanna Burring. That's her name. Like, my Anna. Myanna Burring as Sam. I picked that one because I just like the name. Okay. Um, she was in The Witcher, though. Hmm. The new Netflix series. That's Netflix, right? Yeah. I don't remember who she was. But okay. I mean, that was... This movie was... I've never actually seen it. A long time ago. It's pretty good. Somebody tried to describe it to me. Because I played the games. Never read the books. It was us. We we tried to describe it. Yeah, because you were saying that guy went crazy and killed Uh, all these people. And I'm like, that's not the Emperor. She was Tissia? The, The one... Although, I like how you say, someone tried to describe that to me, as though there aren't five people who talk to you ever. <laughs> there isn't. There's three. <laughs> <laughs> so who... They're sitting here right now. <laughs> someone was telling me the other day. I don't know who it was, though. There's really just us, man. It's, it's just us. <laughs> Pick one. Um, I was actually just looking... <clears throat> I couldn't find a picture of her in her Witcher stuff. Yeah. And her Witcher stuff. Mm-hmm. Witcher sounds like some kind of slur. It does kind of, a little bit, yeah. Okay, so first I'm going to start off really... Oh, do you have stuff? I assume... I guess you already talked about who directed it. I do. So, this is one that I've known since I knew we were going to put this movie in. I was going to guess which phobia you picked. Go for it. Claustrophobia. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I don't even have to look it up. But I do have some interesting tidbits, as I usually try to find. Storm so, was claustrophobic. She was. And she was also... Um, no, that's it. Stormy. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great superpower. <laughs> um, she was actually super powerful. Anyway. <clears throat> so claustrophobia is obviously... Most people know it. A couple of interesting things about it. There are more people in the world who have some form of claustrophobia than without. 
because it is a uh, survival response in most people. So it might not be something you actually know that you have, but on some level you probably have some form of claustrophobia because it's your your mind attempting to keep you alive. Those, so the people who don't have any any feeling of claustrophobia at all are actually more rare than people who have some form of it. Um, I thought that was interesting. But yes. also, people with claustrophobia, really intense claustrophobia, can feel panic attacks from things like um, like a boot that you can't get off. Like I don't know if you've ever worn really, really high, thick leather riding boots, but they're mm. really hard to get off. And you can feel claustrophobia from just not being able to extricate yourself from uh, from an object or something, and you can feel terrified of it, which I also thought was kind of interesting. Huh. I could see that. I could see being stuck in something and like freaking out because you can't get it off of you. But just the idea that this Clearly, is... Clearly none of you have ever put a dress on that was slightly too small. No. I have, as a matter of fact. It's terrifying. I have worn a dress, but not one that was too small, thankfully. <clears throat> but, yeah, claustrophobia. <laughs> it's interesting. I think no, that it's... When I was a kid, uh, it was one of the first times my parents let me ride my bike around the neighborhood without their supervision. Ooh. I forget how old I was. I was probably six years old or something. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, well, um, I uh, my shoelace came untied while I was riding the bike, and oh. the shoelace wrapped around the bike pedal and wound itself so tight that uh, I, uh, you know, I couldn't get my shoe off of the bike pedal and I started I had this little mini panic attack because there was nobody around I was out in the field somewhere and there was nobody around and I thought that I was trapped there and it never occurred to me that I could have just taken the shoe off (laughs) (laughs) no I get it but you were describing this and I immediately started thinking of like the machinist where you're pedaling and suddenly realizing you're getting pulled into the mechanism oh god (laughs) (laughs) well that's what it was like to my six year old mind (laughs) I can imagine did you put a card on your spoke so it went specifically a bicycle uh, brand card yeah I never did either I never understood it I never had a bike I didn't know it was a thing until I was like not riding bikes anymore this is the most (laughs) redneck thing I could say but I rode on horses and tractors (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I don't talk the way that Kitty talks with every one of her characters that's in any form of law enforcement. Uh, <laughs> so, speaking of accents, that's my first thing about this movie is that, like, listening to some of them talk was borderline painful at times. And I thought, yeah, I thought that it was because they were Americans trying to speak in other accents, and then I felt like a giant jackass when I realized that they are foreign-speaking people <laughs> trying to play English-speaking roles. It's interesting, yeah, because you think, wow, they're they're having a really hard time maintaining their accents, but they're having a really hard time not using their traditional accents, which to us sound foreign, but to them are totally normal. But it is kind of like the karma chameleon just sort of come and go fun fact were they trying to be americans i don't know because my first note is also they're very british um (laughs) and what about beth yeah Macbeth. he was scottish mcbride i think fun fact um every uh, each one of the six main characters is from a different uh nationality yes oh that's interesting Mm -hmm. you can't tell me sarah mcdonald not sarah mcdonald um Shauna McDonald. Where's she from? Malaysia. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Wow. She, I mean, <laughs> she was born in Malaysia. You uh, said Juno was born in Hong Kong. She was Hong Kong. Bo- okay, but this is important 
Um, her dad is Filipino and Spanish, and her mom is German and English. I bet that's where the Mendoza comes from. I still think. Imagine any kind of crime movie. Like this is from the Mendoza Syndicate. It just it just sounds like someone you should be afraid of. Well, you have your Mendoza Syndicate, and I'll have my Vasquez Syndicate. Ooh, but I want to be part of the Vasquez Syndicate. That's a little cooler. Well, you be you do your own thing. Can I just be like your lieutenant then? <laughs> Just make me, like, the minister of smacking people across the bones. <laughs> I'll give you a sash. <gasps> okay. Tony, sit on his knee. No. You wouldn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to have it amputated no. after a few hours. I get annoyed with him because he makes sounds into the microphone that make me want to punch things. It's basically my living sounds, like my heart beating and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Max existing. Like you were mouth body. breathing. Into, like... <sighs> <laughs> during grave encounters and like anytime there's a silence you can just Vader? Like <laughs> but yes mostly his living sounds but also chewing specifically chewing that oh my oh. gosh Gah. I'm gonna chew on this crinkly but paper then, but then Hell he no. gets frustrated with me because I do this yes it drives me up the wall <laughs> my violin teacher does that and Rocks. like, I will purposely turn off my video feed from her, so I don't have to watch her do it. Yeah, like it's dizzying. I'll it's be dizzying like talking to somebody who has to sway, or, mm-hmm. or I'll be demonstrating what I learned this week, and she'd be sitting there on the couch like this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, um, also, people who process things differently do that because they need to be able to do a focus, like to do a physical action. It, it's in order my to version of him yeah. shaking his knee. They don't have to invade my life with it, though. <laughs> you did that Look to the yourself. Other way. <laughs> you literally. I do. I turn. I move the thing so I can't see her. <laughs> No, I mean for me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that is called synesthesia when you have to move to think. Oh, God, D-Pad, you're bringing this intelligence to the podcast and it is undeserved. I don't, yeah, I don't think it belongs here. I'm not going to say it's unwelcome, <laughs> but it's undeserved. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> oh, well, um, let's do something stupid instead. Uh, how about we all make bre- uh, mouth-breathing voices, noises into the microphone for a minute? <sighs> <laughs> and that is what most of this movie sounds like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With with some breathy jokes in too. So, you give a lemon and orgasm. <laughs> you take a yeah. citrus. Citrus. I didn't. I was like that. Either I don't get it, or that's so much of a stretch that it's, it's not just... that funny. <laughs> I don't think my breathing's any quieter breathing out my nose. All right. Oh, God. So it starts out with them just coming off of whitewater rafting. I guess. Yes. yes. Just coming down whitewater rafting. Actually, it's just it's just Sarah and her family rafting, isn't it? No. Or no. No. no, no, no. That's all. Juno it was, was there. It was Sarah, Juno, and Beth, and then they meet up with Paul and Jesse. Beth, Beth was cute. Too. At the rock at the end of whatever their whitewater rafting down, and then they push yeah. Juno into the water. For funsies. For for funsies, and then Is Paul. That- helps her out of the water and they have a weird little clicky click moment yeah it's like i would say it's foreshadowing but it's kind of like the shadow that overtakes the entire empire state building in uh, independence day when you realize that the ship's coming in it's uh, not subtle is no, what i'm trying they're to say staring into each other's <laughs> eyes and standing like a half an inch apart if it would he might as well have a sign on his back that says i cheated on you sarah yeah like <laughs> there's almost cartoony hearts coming off of both of them <laughs> 
their eyes are bulging out of their heads, the mask <laughs> style, but they have their giant hearts instead. I'm a little ashamed and embarrassed to admit that I did not pick up on their chemistry the first oh. viewing of this movie. I wouldn't say there was <laughs> chemistry. <laughs> Just that foreshadowing is kind of obvious. Something's going on here. Wink, wink. <laughs> this is where the movie took a turn there. for Victor. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was trying to think of a place where I would have died in this movie. It would have been anywhere in the movie. <laughs> I. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm certainly not a weak man, but I have no <laughs> mountaineering skills. Yeah. No, this movie really is. Every main character of the movie is an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. Is a, a thrill seeker. So from beginning to end, it's completely people doing things that I would not do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I would go uh, skydiving, maybe, because it doesn't require much effort for me, like to fall, you know. Mm, it requires very little know, energy. It's jumping that's the hard part. But, I I thought that a couple of times, but then I, I went to go cliff diving and, and couldn't. Yeah, they they actually have people on the the plane that it's their job to push people out the door. I wonder how many skydiving instructors have been peed on. <laughs> because the novice person gets strapped to their front and they're going down. Uh, somebody has to have peed on somebody's crotch at some point. Or thrown up on them. Or, or pooped. Well, it'd just... be warm for a second. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Uh, so they leave the whitewater rafting area. Yes, here it comes. <laughs> driving down the road, chuggity chug chug, and then Paul stops. The most impossible accident happens. Watching yes. the fucking road, and they hit a car that's carrying piping. That's not secured at all for some reason. Yeah, down it's... the road, head on. And the force of the impact sends the piping through the windshield, like slaughtering yes. both Paul and Jesse. Now, to be clear, just to bring some factual evidence into this, and by that I mean my own interpretation, which is not factual in the least. Alternative facts. It is, oh, God, don't even. Anyway, <laughs> it is possible because there are there have been records of, of um, specifically rebar in accidents like this where people do get impaled. So it's not impossible. However, copper tubing is not that strong. No, it's not super soft. at all. You can bend it on your own. It probably wouldn't have even... I'm not saying it. it I'm not saying this is impossible. I just feel like it probably would have hit the windshield and sounded like rain. Like, ding, like might bent it, off to the side. Might it have been brass? I... Last time you saw a brass pipe. I was going to say, I don't think so. Copper is pretty common for um, uh, plumbing, I believe. Good point. It's the rocking that bothers me. <laughs> yeah, you like alternative stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I really do. <laughs> All right. Ah, so Paul and Jesse are dead. Yep. As improbable as it is, I suppose it's possible. <laughs> okay, were they shished on the same kebab or... I think there were several kebab sticks that went through. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she, I think, bunked her head or something when they crashed. She did. She had a little bop on the bounce. Mm-hmm. They didn't show it. I can see why they wouldn't want to show the child. Mm, yeah, it's kind of a... I don't it. think there's any rating but, in the world that you can put on something yeah, that allows you to no, show it in no. a theater. Uh, so she wakes up in the hospital and immediately start Immediately, in, as I like to say. Immediately. Nope. 
It's uh, immediately. Sorry. Yeah, so she wakes up in the hospital and, like, runs out of her bed and starts goat crying. Did she do the thing? I can't remember. Did she do the thing that they do in movies where they're like, fuck this IV and they rip a needle out of their arm? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So without it, I, I remember watching it. Without even questioning it, she yeah. just ripped everything that was in her arm out of her arm. At least in 28 yeah. Days Later, he very physically, or very obviously physically gets sick and hurt whenever he pulls it out of his body. He had a long freaking needle in his arm, too. Yeah. Most was, of them are pretty long. It's like going all the way up into his heart. Okay, yeah. so... <laughs> um, yeah, she runs out of the hall, and, like, her friends are all there for some reason. I guess for support. Uh, well, all. <laughs> n- there were two of them, and I'm pretty sure... No. No, Beth wasn't her sister. That you was act like mom. friendship is a foreign concept to you. <laughs> her friends are all there. I guess they're, like, supporting her or whatever. <laughs> it is. I'm just getting used to this, so... <laughs> After 13, you know, no, more than that. The friends who were just with her whitewater rafting and probably following behind whenever the accident happened and had plans to meet up with them to get dinner after they were done whitewater rafting. Just those friends. They just drove by and rolled down the window and were like, we're going to keep going to get a reservation. We'll see you guys there in a bit. <laughs> those plans were just a pipe dream. <laughs> Was that your big joke? It's, I'll, I'll say it again when it's time. <laughs> but I thought it was appropriate here, too. <laughs> oh boy! Can't wait to hear it the second time. <laughs> it's gonna be even better. <laughs> so I think it's Beth. Is it Beth? Is the dark-haired one? Beth is the one that grabs her and says, "They're gone. They're gone." And that's the way she breaks the news that her. And she's like, <laughs> basically. She she does the Danny thing from the <laughs> I like we always talk about this as if I wouldn't also be goat crying on the floor if something like that happened. We're not saying that you can't or that you shouldn't. We're just saying that they did. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I would. So, and then immediately, one year later, they go on this spelunkering trip. Whenever you make well, that face, I... you look like a cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a cartoon character all the time. It's also important to point out that Juno was there at the hospital also. But uh, she couldn't <clears throat> handle the pressure, and she came around and left. Do we so see sure. that? I don't remember seeing it. She like she's all like, and then she walks away. I, I was yeah. making mm-hmm. faces that those of you who yeah. are just <laughs> listening to us. Sorry, we've only been doing this for like thirty six episodes. <laughs> Eventually, we'll figure out the fact that you guys can't see us. Uh, all right. Look at this cool thing I can do with my hands. So yes. Yeah, so, Whoa! Do that again. <laughs> Okay, so... <laughs> I'm trying to decide if we play this joke out until it comes back around to being funny. <laughs> I don't think it was funny I think we're started. doing this podcast until it comes back around and it's funny again. <laughs> How long do we have to wait if it didn't start funny? <laughs> Why do I... F- I feel like we're Flight of the Concords because we have one diehard fan who listens to every podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Mel. I, I mean, Dibs. <laughs> A year later, I guess, I think. Yeah, yep. A year later, they go to some damp old cabin. It's kind of like Evil Dead, actually. In then North you have Carolina. This stupid girl time scene where they're like drinking beers and playing Truth or Dare or something. I, I'm going to be real honest. We watched this movie like a week ago and then shit happened and we couldn't record. So my memories, my memory is even more hazy than it normally is. Oh boy, we're going to have a hard time keeping on track and remembering how the movie happened. <laughs> oh no. 
Well, that's not what we do here. Uh-uh. No, no, we're never. super professional. The most most professionalist. <laughs> so, and on this trip, they bring Holly along, and two other people. Uh, who are also part of their girl gang, but weren't part of their girl gang back then. Sarah's and Sam. Sarah's little sister, Sam. I Who don't. they keep treating like a child, even though she's like almost got her doctorate. They treat her like a child <laughs> until they need her medical knowledge. And then it's immediately like, Sam, Sam, come here and do this thing. And then she immediately puts on her doctor hat. <laughs> Everyone back up. It's I need time light. to shine. <laughs> we have to get her out of this mold water that's going into her compound fracture. <laughs> <laughs> Get me the medical kit. She deserved that compound fracture. So <laughs> she thought she saw light, man. <laughs> and uh, we, and we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we will. Because I, I got We're, some things to say we about are not Holly. There. <laughs> Holly. Well, even now, Holly keeps saying, "I don't want to go to some tourist trap. I want to go to some real climbing, yeah. caving stuff." And I'm yeah. like, "Why don't you go fuck yourself?" It's, Nobody believes that you're extreme well in the least. Rails in a gift shop or whatever. She <laughs> yeah, says. This kid no. is for a bunch of babies. Can um, you hear my butt squeegee? A little bit. Yeah, that's definitely going to be on the microphone. <laughs> hey, listeners, listen to this. That's my tush. I can attest to the fact that it's not coming from his butt. Well, it's being caused by his butt, but not by the way you think. There's not much of a distinction there. But <laughs> it's his coccyx pillow. Yes. They're like, I've been using incorrectly for a while. <laughs> Were you putting the hole in the front? I, I, the first time I did, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, this feels good in my nuts, but <laughs> it's not helping my... No, it's a cock six pillow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Um, so. They get to the cabin. They unload all their stuff. They do some hugs. They say hello. and they give One of some... them gets a cold shower. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the next morning. Did Doesn't one of them ask shower? Juno if Sarah's okay to do this? And she's like, we all lost something in that accident. Yeah, it's really, again, the foreshadowing in this movie is basically like, the foreshadowing in this movie is basically like getting hit by a two by four repeatedly. Called foreshadowing. <laughs> With just the word foreshadowing written on it. This because is four and this is shadowing and you're just getting hit. Like, <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's kind of Ow, like the, my life. That bully in high school. <laughs> I want to introduce you to foreshadowing. <laughs> my two best friends. <laughs> so they're, they're drinking and having a dumb conversation about stuff. And Sarah about, makes a comment about how... She's like, somebody was talking about something irrelevant to everything. And Sarah was like, <laughs> love every day. And everybody's like, what? What was that insightful thing that you just said? And she was like, it's something Paul used to say. Paul, her husband that died in the car. Thanks for bringing mm-hmm. everybody down, Sarah. We all want to talk about your dead husband. <laughs> it's been a year, Sarah. <laughs> Maybe going on this extremely dangerous spelunking trip will cure you of your shit. I don't know. <laughs> cure you of your sadness. And if you haven't picked up on it by I now. Mean, it did. <laughs> I I guess. It cured her from not feeling anything anymore. It replaced it with new sadness. Or compounded it with new sadness. I don't know. So they're all, well, most of them are talking about how they're going on this very well-documented cave that has all these ways in and out and in and out. And they, they have documentation and it's got like trails and it's really easy to and go. The and the one lady filed a flight plan with whoever. Yeah. So if they don't report back in, they're going to come looking for them. Why is it called a flight plan if you're going underground? I don't know. It's stupid, isn't it? I feel like it's so. fucking stupid. Like, like a flight they, of stairs, maybe? I guess. I, I thought that it's because they would send a flight team in. 
like a helicopter to scan the ground for them and make sure they weren't like lost in the woods. Helicopters don't go underground. No. <laughs> well, they could. They're not supposed but to. There's a reason they couldn't. <laughs> I think that's riding... the generic term for what they would do if anybody got lost. Not just. I mean, I, I guess. I just think that there should be a special. Spelunkers. There should be a special term for it, like spelunker rescues. I'll work on it. I, 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 yeah. A splunk plan? A splan? That's really so, hot. Yes. <laughs> That's something a trashy girl would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to splunk all over that. <laughs> okay, um, so. So they get wasted, pee your pants drunk, and then they wake up the next morning and they're all fucking hungover to go on this caving trip. Except for Juno, who's all like, I'm going to go through for a run through the woods to all the different cabins. Because apparently they rented like 17 cabins for this trip for the six of them. Yeah, I guess one cabin wasn't big enough for six people. But she just, comes, be- oh, go ahead. just before that, uh, I, it's Sam. <gasps> Sam is walking around doing her own thing. Doing Sam stuff. And Sarah had a pipe dream. It was better the, the first time. Uh, uh, hold, hold she, Sarah gets out of bed. Let me set you up. Let me set okay, you up. Yep, so, yep. so all the all the all the girls are sitting around the night before the spelunking campaign expedition, mm-hmm. and they're having their girl chats, and inevitably they bring up the topic of boys, and then uh, Holly, I think it is, says, mm-hmm. "When I grow up, I want to have lots of babies." And that's what triggers the the memory, the uh, memory in her mind of her losing a child. So she gets up and so leaves. And in her depression, she's like, "I used to have a baby." And then she has a nightmare. She makes herself a cup of tea and looks out the window. And then the window. pipes come streaming through the glass in her dream. In her dream, which was a pipe dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna slap my knee for that one. Thank you. So, listeners, you can also smack my bum for that too. Okay, Max and I. Oh my! <laughs> Max and I watched this movie uh, when it came out in 2006, <laughs> which was 14 years ago. Uh, and I will attest to the fact God, that it, we're old. at least two <laughs> yeah. or three times a year, Max has brought this joke up. So he has literally held on to that joke for 14 years. I have. I've never forgotten it. Four- and I remember <laughs> when I said it during the movie, I leaned over to Victor and was like, she had a pipe dream. And his sister was watching it with us, too. And she looked at me like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was still funnier. You're so proud of that. Like you sat on it for 14 years. It's amazing. Your sister has a way of communicating think, entire thoughts by looks. I think the story so. of that joke is better than the joke. <laughs> you leaned in and went, <laughs> she had a pipe dream. Someday we're going to have a podcast and we're going to talk about this. It'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and now millions of people have heard my original joke. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> millions. So. <laughs> millions of ants, maybe. <laughs> Ghost dance specifically. Uh, um, yeah. So, so they, they, they go. They're on their trip. They're mm-hmm. speeding through the woods. Miss, I just lost my whole fucking family in a car accident. Is going like ninety miles an hour. It, it was on a dirt year pads ago. It was a year ago. Through trees and mud and around trees, not really through them. <laughs> and Juno's like, wait, wait, oh, someone in the back seat's like, can you? Should you slow down a little bit? And Juno's like, just let her go. She's having fun. Yeah. Like 
it doesn't matter if they get killed too in a car accident with pipes in the woods in a cave <laughs> uh, I am pleased to announce that there is no squealing tires on this dirt and gravel and mud road yes thank goodness for that there's some <laughs> gravel grinding sounds but no no squealing it was basically a jeep commercial <laughs> 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 Neither one of them was as Jeep is an old Bronco that is falling apart. There was a Bronco and a BMW. It was basically if they marketed BMWs like they market Jeeps. <laughs> Have luxury in the woods. Except for the fact that the Bronco was more than capable of keeping up with it. Which seems like something a marketer would not want you to do. <laughs> do you have this vehicle from 20 years ago? No reason to upgrade because it's not even as good. The Bronco was going first. It was in the front. That's what I mean. Oh. It was it was like paving. Not it paving. was setting the pace. It was blazing a trail. That's the one I was looking for. Like a trail bra- blazer, but not. Bra- no. Like a trail brazier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could totally make that a thing. <laughs> I always wear mine when I go camping, so... <laughs> That's where you store your water. <laughs> Sorry, that's a camel, camel pack. <laughs> oh, the sexiest way to get hydrated. God. Oh, why do we think we can do a podcast? So I still blame Kitty for most of this. They get to the point where <clears throat> they stop their cars. And everyone starts getting their packs out, getting ready. And even though they've talked about endlessly they've talked about how safe these caves are and how they're as d-pad said they should have you know there's basically a, a tourist or a, a gift shop and it should be on on rails and how easy it is and everything the one i think it's beth starts telling her little sister you're gonna have to be careful because you can you can get lost and like you think it's dark out here but it's gonna be so dark in there and if you get lost you know you'll lose vision and you can start you know hallucinating and you can die of hypothermia and just, Thanks for the exposition. It's just like constant. And then uh, Juno gets out of the Bronco and for one second looks slightly guilty as she puts the guidebook back into the glove compartment. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. This is where the movie took a turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By doing exactly what we all expected. <laughs> so they get to the mouth of this giant fucking cave it's and a big even, hole in the ground even though they're all experienced literally cavers literally just a big giant yeah. black pit but it, like it's hundreds of feet down and even though they're all experienced cavers not a single one of them turns to Juno and says this doesn't seem like a level one caving experience they're all like <laughs> okay we're just gonna rappel 200 feet down into this dark chasm completely blindly and just trust the fact that like this is a totally level one cave it's not at all they actually said it was level two. Oh, level two i'm sorry level i don't two. know how many levels are there there are Maybe uh if it's castlevania then there's a hundred yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you get better armor and you get health and i think you get some of your secondary oh, well, weapons back bad. at level 50 <laughs> so always get the um take, holy water yep holy water's the best I, yeah i'm gonna like take health water. upgrades before magic upgrades mm-hmm um, Please don't. And so Holly, us. being the freaking douchebag that she is, like rockets down the rope, you know, and almost so crushes extreme. someone. Yeah, she's so extreme. Yeah, and she almost lands right on top of somebody. Yeah, she's like, "Look out below!" And, and they're like, "Stop being a douche!" And she's like, "Well, this is, I want to do stuff." Yeah, Juno goes over and she gives her a stern talking to, and says, "Like, we're gonna do this by the numbers. You're, you know, safety first, and something else about that." And there are five levels of hell. Of this movie. Of oh. climbing certification. Oh. 
So I'm level negative ten. Level five, you need to have a you, flight you suit. You would never want to do that. Yeah. You would never wanna I won't even stick my hand in a gopher hole. <laughs> I once stuck my foot in a gopher hole unknowingly. It hurt quite it's a lot. That level two certifies that our root setter has successfully completed a USA climbing level two root setting clinic and has demonstrated sufficient knowledge of onset route setting and other skills necessary to set effectively for championship level events. And this is like a class five cave or something like that. No, it's a level two, but that, and that's what I just read. No, 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 is that the second to worst one? This cave second is unclassified. Easiest. Second to easiest. Because... Well, okay. The what they what she told them was that the cave that they were doing was level Graham two. Caverns, I think is what this it's called. one is like a level five. Graham Cracker Caverns, which actually sounds terrifying. Well, it was un, uncharted, so yes. it could have been any level. It could have been level level six. Could have been the first <gasps> identified level six. We'll never know. See, I I never was curious about going spelunking before, but and this movie kind of terrified me to the whole idea. But as, <laughs> as as scary as they made it seem, and as scary as I think it would be, I still feel like it would be uh, exciting. I still feel like this strange, almost like macabre draw to uh, going hundreds of feet. Like a revelry, maybe? Like it's something that you would enjoy, but are also somewhat intimidated by? I'm actually to? terrified of the idea okay. of it, but because I'm so afraid of it's it, like your thing with sharks. it's kind of like something that makes me want to uh, tackle that fear. I don't like alligators, but I'm not going to go into a swamp with alligators. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know Would I... you wrestle an alligator, though, if it were at a... Uh, uh, resort or uh, some kind of uh sounds like a very if i had to defend my life yeah <laughs> well, i mean there there are like um there are like boat tours that go through the key the florida keys no thanks where you can like sign up here and wrestle an there's also a ton of pythons there. down there now because some asshole let his python out yeah multiple I, assholes i didn't do the the gator wrestling thing but i did take one of those tours one time and it was actually pretty cool drop down and they they hit level ground and it's actually really pretty because this is where all the sunshine is coming down Mm -hmm. in and like you can see the cave and there's some stuff growing where the sunshine actually hits and then this is where the sun does like a little grotto yes (sighs) i'm gonna argue that caves aren't very interesting because it's a hole and the only thing after the hole is more hole (laughs) that's it Hmm. that's fair i don't know (laughs) i like going into caves like ones that have been man maintained basically like they're they're tourist traps like you walk through them and look at bats on the wall and stuff and they tell you about the different kinds of rock and how they form and all of that stuff and that kind of a thing i like those but that's not like requiring me to slither through any holes that i can barely fit through all of the caves that I went into when I was a kid had like a 40% chance of having a bear living in them. <laughs> and I didn't know that until I was much older. What would really get me, and they do this at one point in the movie, is where they have to go into an underwater tunnel mm-hmm. and come up from underneath the water on the other side. Uh, yeah. So you wouldn't know how far you are or how long you have to hold your breath. Yeah. No. You just need to take a deep breath and <laughs> hope you don't get stuck. And yeah, I mean, there's got to be a lot of sediment in that water too yeah. that's settled. So you want to be the first one going through. So you have at least some chance of being able to turn a light on and seeing where you're going. I want to be the first one going through so I can pee in the water. 
So they start going through this cave, and they're like, well, the only way out is through the pipe, or whatever they said. And, fine, fine, fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so they get down there, and I think multiple people ask, are you sure she's up for this? After they get down into the cave, and they've spelunked a couple hundred feet to get down, they start asking if... Uh, Sarah. Sarah. I, kept, I keep wanting to say Sam. Sam is her sister. Yes. Sarah is is up for this. And that's a poor time to be asking that because you're kind of already in it. Anyway, the reason that I brought that up was because almost to prove her point, Juno says, yeah, she's up for this. And then she goes over and says, Sarah, why don't you find our way through? Because it's, you know, it's her way to, to prove that she's up for this is to, to find the next place they're going to go to. And her thinking that there's only one way in or one way out of that there's an established path finds a cave or finds a, a way that they're going to go. Like a tunnel. And Juno just goes with it. She says, <laughs> okay, let's do that. But they don't know that that's the way to go. They don't know if there's a better route because they don't know this cave. So without doing any kind of research or anything, she just goes, okay, we're going to do that and goes that way. And Sarah is picking what she thinks is the right route, but they don't know. And that's the, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Her words, exactly. When, when they get to the bottom of the whatever uh, rope propel thing yeah. down to the gate. Shaft. The, the, the sh- yeah, when they get to the bottom shaft. of the shaft. Her first words are, go, go, go look for, go look for the way out. The like, way out, yeah. Go, go look for the next, <laughs> the next hole. Yeah. Like. We just made it in the hole. How do we get out of the hole? Find the hole. another hole. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So she finds a hole and says, we're going to go this way. And that's when they all start getting their stuff ready. And I think at this point she starts hearing childish giggling different points. In the oh, cave. yeah. She got through first. Yeah. Clearly she is not ready for this. She's not, but she doesn't say anything. And they all start getting their stuff together. And um, I think at this point um, they start making their way through the cave because they get down to the second level. Yeah, and she that's she she goes off on her own and she kind of goes through like a couple of tunnels really quick and she's like chasing after what she thinks is is her daughter. It did seem like and, to me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. And the rest of them are all kind of just looking around and like observing and taking everything in. Like they haven't. They're not really making any moves yet to yeah to leave that area. They're kind of taking a, a short break. Basically. Right. It seemed like ten minutes into this spelunkery, they stop and sit down to eat. Yeah, yeah, it did feel like that. How about, <laughs> like, wow, we just rappelled down that line. Let's have a snack. <laughs> so, just real quick, we've already established like <laughs> we've already established that I'm not a spelunker, professional or otherwise. But how were they going to get back up that 150 foot straight drop that they went down? It's easy to rappel downwards. They weren't going to. There yeah. was supposed to be an out later in the yeah. cave. Okay, but like they're professional spelunkers. Like they've done this enough times that they consider themselves to be professional enough that allegedly, allegedly, at least one of them considers themselves to be professional enough that they know what they're doing. What was their backup plan for getting back up there? To just find their way out? Because yeah. she's supposed she to said be. That now that we're down the, here, the only way out is through. Yeah. Well, the yeah. cave, like Kitty was saying, the cave is supposed to have an exit. It's supposed to be a documented cave. And I'm pretty sure it's actually supposed to have multiple exits. Like, yeah. the way that they're talking about things later, it sounds like the cave that they were supposed to go to at le- had at least one, possibly more exits. So I think what I'm... My issue is is more of a... Like, one of unspoken... Uh, um, presumptuum? Presumptuum? That's not a word. It sounds like something should be a word. Anyway, so I guess I'm I'm assuming that she's already... She's found this cave somehow... She's already scouted out some of it, so maybe she knows that there's at least one potential way to get through this cave. But 
what was her backup plan for getting back up? I just, I you talking I, about Juno? Yeah, because she knew she knew that there might not be a way to get through. I don't think through. she had a plan. Right? I don't think she did either. <sighs> I, I think not. I think that I think she, she's a stupid, selfish bitch, and she took her friends down there to die. She heard rumors of this cave and knew that it had not been explored, and so she decided to to be the first one to go through it. And There's rumors of this cave. <laughs> I think that she just assumed that they they would be able to find a way out. I'm no geologist. But I think that caves form because of like water dripping over years and years, water pouring through. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So the water would need to have an exit. So there would. It could just dump into the lower, 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 lower underground. Lower. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm no meteorologist, but that sounds right. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> they. She's off. Sarah's off doing her thing, looking for mm-hmm. whatever's creating the sound of, of her daughter and then juno comes up behind her and kind of startles her i think yeah like it's just like a quick thing and then she's like hey let's get back like we need to find like we need to like keep going or whatever and they start looking around and they find uh an area that's very very small that they have to crawl through and i think holly found it of course she did because she was, Let's I think go through she here was the first it's extreme. one. Yeah, she was the first one that went through. No, I think you're skipping ahead a little bit. It's, so that's fine. We can skip it. Oh well, no. <laughs> um, so they, I think they go through the first hole. I can't, I'm trying to remember the exact sequence because is the first hole isn't the one that caves in, right? No. It's the second. That's what I was I was getting to. But I don't think I think the one that Holly runs through is the one that she eventually runs headlong. That's, no, there's it's one after. in between. That's way after. One in between. So the Holly okay. Holly was the first one. She went up through and everybody followed suit okay. and uh one of the extra bags of rope was with Sarah. And she started trying to come up, and it's a very small hole. Like, I, my shoulders would not have fit through that hole. I would not have been able to this get through This is the second that. hole. This is the second hole. Okay. And it's, like, at a weird angle, too, where you have to, like, kind of worm your way up through a little bit. Like, it starts more horizontal and then kind of moves into a vertical. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they all crawled. It wasn't even crawling. It was more like a shuffle, like yeah. using their shoulders to crawl. shuffle. And yeah. Like, like nope. almost borderline army crawling yeah. Yeah. through. You basically had to wiggle your way through like a snake. Yeah, I would not be okay yeah, with that. That, that, that. And I just want to point out the movie's excellent use of claustrophobia. Yes. Yeah. This is when it really becomes apparent yeah. in this scene here. And also, the, all six of these women are relatively petite in frame. Like, they're, they're not... Everybody goes up through except for Sarah. She's, like, on her way up, and she gets stuck at the little elbow bend that's in the in the rocks. And... Who does? Sarah. Oh, Sarah. Last one there has the most emotional baggage. Why would they make her go last, though? Why? <laughs> At least some of them are concerned about her ability to do this. Why would they make her go last? How long were you saving that one up? <laughs> it wasn't actually. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, 
So <laughs> Beth goes back and she goes down head first. So Sarah and Beth yeah. are facing each other. Understand how that's possible. <laughs> you don't They are facing each other in a cave that's like vertical. And only big enough for you to go in. There's no way to turn around. Was she going to shimmy backwards, I guess? See, that sounds like something I would do. Like, if you were coming up the hole, like, I would wiggle back down so you look up and I'm like, uh If, if okay, you were close enough fair. that I could put just my face down, maybe. I would not put more than half of my body back down that hole. Guess what? We're stuck like this because I can't wiggle backwards up. <laughs> Somebody grab my Might feet. as well kiss. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that scene would have looked a lot weirder if she had shimmied backwards butt first <laughs> to, to save Sarah. And she's like yelling uh, around her butt. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's just bad camera work. Like to make it a, a, a scene for a movie that yeah. have to be facing each other and talking. It just, and yeah. Talking. <laughs> it would have been better if she was talking to her butt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all Follow right. my butt. <laughs> so she starts hyperventilating because she's stuck. Sarah does. Wait, uh-huh. I thought. Hang on. I thought Beth was stuck and Sarah came back to no. pep talk her. No. No, it's Sarah that's stuck. Because Sarah she's stuck, stuck and she's like starting to hyperventilate and Beth's like, breathe, breathe, breathe. And then she's Let like, the worst. Yeah. Well, she was like, the worst thing that's ever happened to you has already happened. You can get through this. And she's talking about <laughs> Paul and Jesse dying in the car accident. That's Let a- me just remind you of this terrible, yeah. terrible thing that Remember happened Remember when your family you? was killed? Yeah. That's worse than this. Come on. You can get through here. Like, you can get through this thing that might kill you. <laughs> a real physical thing that you don't have control over. You can do this. So <laughs> No, that's not how trauma works. Then she tells her joke and that calms her down. Yes. And then she's like, okay, like, I can go again. Because you told me this joke and that made me forget about the terrible stab you just made about my family. But whatever. <laughs> and then the rock laughs. laughs. Yeah. <laughs> the rock's like, ha, 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 I get it. And it starts to collapse. Yep. And As caves often do. Yes. I guess. Just real quick, though, where was the rope bag that they also left with Sarah for some reason? Oh, it was tied around her ankle. Okay. See, I was wondering, I I figured it had to have been that way, and that's what got stuck? It it was one of the things that got stuck. Anything could have Like, I think everything got stuck. She could have had a larger cup size. I mean, that's I was just going to suggest her boobs got stuck. It's possible. (sighs) It is is possible. But she um, starts But but as the cave is collapsing, it, it... Pinches off the the rope bag behind yeah. her. Okay. She has to be, be pulled out without the. Oh rope yeah, bag. they lost half their shit in that thing. Yup. Yeah, and then there's that growling as all the dust comes up, which I guess would happen. You'd get a lot of dusty, stale cave air that came rushing out as the cave collapsed. There were a lot of parts in this movie that reminded me of As Above, So Below. So, I mean, I guess technically there were a lot of parts of As Above, So Below that reminded me of this movie because it came out afterwards. But right. That was technically a catacomb. It, it, it was, but there was the one scene where the 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 uh, camera guy who was slightly bigger than everybody else got stuck in those... Oh, yeah. And he it, was a pretty big dude. And it collapsed. And, like... That whole scene of them shimmying through reminded me of the last few minutes of the mummy, where Benny's trying to get out, yeah. and the the, uh, the massive seven hundred thousand ton slab of stone coming down. Yes. You reference that like once an episode because it terrifies. <laughs> it's such me. a great movie. <laughs> yes. No, that particular scene. No. Well, I mean, me. if I don't, then we wouldn't have any reason to talk about Kamenoptera. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, them getting her getting stuck and then it's starting to collapse and them rushing to get out. It, and then the when it collapses or when it finally closes and there's that... And the, the, 
Yeah, that reminded <laughs> me a lot of the mummy. Um, so yeah, then they're stuck, and that's when she admits there is no flight plan. There's she, no one. Juno. Yes, she Juno admits. <laughs> I'm so bad. I Juno admit that I. Yeah, I'm a Fucked douche. up. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did you lie to all of your friends, your lie basically killed them. Yes. Um, I don't know how... Sometime later she says, we're two miles deep. I don't know how they got two miles deep. It seems quite a long way. Yeah, because they shimmy um, or they <clears throat> repelled... I mean, I was joking earlier, but it, it was probably somewhere at max 100 feet. Yeah. Probably. So they, they repelled about 100 feet and then they presumably took some tunnels down maybe another 100 200 feet but that's that's not two miles so two miles is a very long way yeah i mean to go down into the crust of the earth yeah i mean i guess you you drop like the first two times that they dropped they dropped straight down and then after that they they moved back up a little bit and there were there was some walking through some downward tunnels but like not that far i mean if this were terraria then the music would change and you would know how deep you were (laughs) unless and this would make things make more sense (laughs) they like cut out some stuff in the middle i guess we presume sure like there were some tunnels between their first drop and when they stopped for a snack (laughs) i seem to recall that at one point uh the main character sarah falls asleep and has a dream about her daughter blowing out the candles which implies that they had to take a nap at one point. She did get bonked t- unconscious, didn't she? I think it's I think when... It was before later. the accident. I thought it was when she gets pulled out of the cave as it's... No, I guess maybe it's not. No, I, I actually, I think you're right. I think it is right after that scene. I think it happens twice. But I don't remember. You're right. It, it does happen more than once. But, but yeah, there's no concept of time. They they could yeah. have been down there for and that's, sixteen hours. That's one of the point. things that this movie does really well is that once they get down into the second, once they go down through that first first hole and get down into where they're uh, the second chamber or antechamber, I guess, um, they all concept of time is completely lost. And by the movie, by the characters, it just it totally just disappears. Yeah, it's and another it, disorienting yeah. thing about this movie. We just wear a watch. She did, and it almost killed her. We'll get to that. So they... Don't wear watches. After everybody sort (laughs) of starts to panic because, oh crap, there's no way out. Like, somebody makes a comment about how, like, well, we'll just go out this other exit. And somebody's watching Juno's face. I think it was Beth. And she was like, well, we would be able to do that if that was the cave we were in. Wouldn't it be? And, like, she was like, yeah. She's like, there is no flight plan, is there? And she was like, yeah, the flight plan is, like, only... Or she said that she was the one that made the flight plan... For not Juno. Caverns. And so she made it cave. for the wrong cave. Which means and... not only did she doom <laughs> all of her friends, but a bunch of poor fucking rescue workers are searching around in a cave where they're never going to find anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. What a jerk. Why wasn't she the one that made the flight plan if she was going to change things? like Maybe because she w- it would help sell this lie. She didn't want anybody to come find the cave first, I think. Oh, is what okay. she said. And Something it, like that. Because if, if you call into an agency whose job it is to rescue f- you from a cave, and you say, we're going to this uncharted cave, the first thing they're going to say is, no, you're not. Because it's their job to rescue you, yeah. and you're not going to go into a cave that isn't charted. I guess that's mm-hmm. true. So when you call them to say that we're going to this one, they're going to say no, because it's not charted. So we're not... If they'll let you go, they're not going to come to get you. 
So she didn't tell her where they were going. She just wanted to keep it a secret. Even if all this panned out in the end and they all got out some other way, Judo's still going to federal prison, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She at least deserves. She's not going to get to name the cave. (laughs) It's at least trespassing, and that's not assuming that any one of her friends wouldn't want to charge. I guess it's probably... I mean, it's not trespassing if if it's federal land, but, like, you lied to what I assume is a federal authority about where you were going to be. You recklessly endangered the lives of others. Well, and if if they all died and, like, she was one of the only ones that lived, then she would probably get criminally negligent homicide because she took unwitting people into a situation where that they couldn't handle. Yes. And like lied to them about it. The takeaway is that Juno is the absolute worst friend. The worst. (laughs) Do do not make any friends like Juno. Juno is the kind of friend I didn't remember her name was Juno. (laughs) Juno is the kind of friend that says here, chug this ridiculously high-proof alcohol. You'll be fine because they want to take a video of it and watch you throw up. <laughs> we'll be that kind of. Even that has a, is more fun. <laughs> it's than more Juno. fun. So they're stuck in this cave. They're all freaking out. They get the revelation that no one's coming to rescue them, and they have to find their way out. And they say that there's multiple cave systems. Which one are they going to choose? Which one are they going to pick? So she takes out her lighter, which is another really cool touch. And I don't know if that's a real spelunking thing or not. I guess it is holding your lighter up and trying to see, you know, where there's Gandalf air current. Did it. He would have been down in that second hole. He would have went to go find hobbits to fix it. (laughs) He just would have been down in the second hole poking him with a stick. No, no, you shall you shall not pass. No, no, go away. Um, so she finds a, a place where they she they have to cross like a cavern to get across the way. A chasm. Chasm. Let's call it a chasm. Chasm. Ooh, a precipice. And this like it's a precipice just before a chasm. Ooh, it's both. It yeah. I have zero upper body strength, like none at all ever. <laughs> and they send the Ooh, one Beth. girl whose name I don't remember. It's somebody's mother, I think. Becca. Becky. I thought that was Beth. No, Beth is the friend. You're right. Yeah, it's the older sister of Sam. Sure. Yeah. So. Because she's the strongest climber. Yeah. And which they, is who you would send. They send her across <clears throat> with um, these climbing tools that I don't know anything about that you shove up into cracks and they like expand so that they you have like an anchor. Somebody cut that audio clip. <laughs> <laughs> Shove up in there. Shove up in there. Shove. Up into the crack. Where it expands. <laughs> but they are very cool. It's some kind of spring-loaded system that has... And they have carabiners uh, attached to them yeah, so that like, you can put rope through them. Which, it's like the opposite of a Jumar, I think. The first thing I thought whenever I'm she... I'm not even sure if I'm using that term correctly, but... I don't even know what that is. I was just going to move past it in case you weren't. <laughs> Uh, they are a really cool bit of engineering and it makes sense because the, the force that's pulling down on them is actually going to make them expand and grip the sides of the wall harder mm. and allow you to put more weight on it. Um, but the, the first thing I was thinking was when she was hanging there and she started to spin and I, I've been in that situation. I've never been able to do a one arm pull up, but I've tried and I can hang off of one arm. And as soon as you start to spin, you are fucked because you have no ability to turn yourself back around again because the muscles in your arm just don't really allow you to do that. At least not for me, but I'm also a very, large and lanky person we'll leave it at that so me turning myself back around with one arm has never been a thing i can do and it eventually gets to the point where i just get to a point where my arm has to let go and i drop but 
on top of that, I kept thinking like how much it would suck if she went to put one of those in and dropped it because her fingers are aching because she's trying to hold herself up and now she's trying to put that in there and like give herself or an anchor point. Put it on a piece of rock that was yeah. like too thin and it snapped off. Like, thankfully, those rocks were pretty well striated with with different. Yeah. She could have taken a break. <clears throat> she did at one point. Yeah, you stick one up in and then rope yourself right. in and just hang yeah. there for a second. Yeah. yeah. And oh, but you're saying she did that? I think at one point. Well, she I guess does. you're all right, and I'm wrong. So whatever. I don't even care. You so, were right that one time. You were right that one <laughs> that time. One time. <laughs> she puts. That was the best day of my life. <laughs> puts a carabiner up on a piton that's already stuck up in the ceiling, mm-hmm. and she gets across, Big and time. then they they rig up. That's my favorite word. <laughs> some ropes so that they can all kind of like zip line across. Yeah, they, um, oh, there's a word for it, I don't remember, but they can basically overhand style pull themselves across. I believe it's of, called a traverse. Traverse? When you're not climbing up or down, you're going like across. Horizontally. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the reason that she has to use this original old style. Book about climbing Mount Everest, so I know stuff now. <laughs> um, they have to, uh, uh, they have, she has to use this old style, this metal ringed piton from the, <laughs> late 1800s or whatever because they did, they lost the other rope bag we kind of skipped over that but they have to do that because they oh, lost the other rope bag and right. all the equipment that was in it so what they have they absolutely have to bring with them which is why i think it's juno is the last it one across yeah. and she has to go back and do exactly what becca did the first time and start taking these Undoing things out the, the hooks right which would be slightly easier because you don't have to hold yourself in there and find a right spot you can just pull them out um but she gets to the last one that last metal piton and it Punk pulls out and she smashes against the ledge. I just can't imagine using that much upper body strength, using that much energy for something like that, and not knowing how much longer and how many more times you were going to have to do that. Yeah. Like, I just like you would want to conserve all of the energy that you had, but you wouldn't have a choice. And likely not having the calories to sustain doing that for more than a day or two. Yeah. You know who could do that? Makoto Nagano, I bet. Oh my God. He can climb a freaking shower curtain. He probably could have just free climbed right across that chasm. Just like. (laughs) And somewhere echoing the cave you hear, Spider Walker. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure that man could run a marathon on his fingers. Uh, if you don't know who Makoto Nagano is, you should look him up. Also Ninja Warrior, because it's amazing. But anyway, so <laughs> one other note, and this is another part of the movie that absolutely, just every time it makes my, my I don't know what I was going to say. Skin some, crawl, teeth itch, uh, butt clench. expletive with your gut. It makes my gut clench. Or, Pea squirts. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Milk squirts. <laughs> oh, That's a callback we don't need to call back to. Hyena's poop is white because they eat a lot of bones. Hmm. Marrow. Interesting. So they, they eat them to get the marrow. Anyway. Um, so no, they eat the bones. To, to get the marrow they inside can, the bones. They just eat bones. Like I mean, I'm bones. sure they get the marrow too, but... So it means they can... They can digest anything but metal. I learned that from SVU. They're like a goat dun, dun. way cooler. Yeah. And like they laugh. A goat that could kill you. <laughs> Which... I, I mean, a regular goat could kill you. If you were standing on, on the edge of a roof and there was a goat up there with you, they might be able to kill you. If I so, got headbutted by a goat, I'd die. <laughs> so as this metal piton pulls out and she starts to fall becca having quick reflexes goes to grab the rope but 
because this, you know, I'm going to guess and say 130 pound person is falling at a very fast rate. And she goes to grab this rope. It burns right through her gloves into her palms, which I can attest would probably happen because I've, I've done some rock climbing. I've a, gotten rope burns before. Yeah, in an indoor setting. On my penis. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's not how you use the harness, but it's okay. Well, that's it does some a close-up then. <laughs> it does a close-up of her hand. I think it would burn, but they're not airplane cables. And so I don't know that it would cut through like that. Hurt, and have you the, squirting yeah, blood like Adam's family play <laughs> style? Like, yeah, uh, I, I remember that seeing that and thinking like, I don't know that's how it would work. Yeah. But still, awesome. it was a neat scene just for... Uh, <laughs> God bless them. Sorry, I'm so sorry. That's fine. We can cut it out. But the other thing about belaying somebody, too, is that you're supposed to have a grip on it to begin with. Yeah, you are. But I don't think that she was. They weren't... It snapped and she wasn't expecting Somebody should have. Even, like, you're supposed to be ready for that eventuality. Because it could snap. She did have the rope attached to her and she Multiple was going across should have been holding the rope. Like, so yeah they, if victor was coming across and i was belaying him like i would have a hold of the rope and as he comes over like i'd be pulling the slack in yeah and then if he falls like i'm braced on the ledge and like it's gonna hurt but like i can arrest his fall you know okay yeah they would have a, a very specific harness just for that purpose because i mean again with them being experienced cavers and even if they're not that experienced she supposedly is like a world-class whatever they talk about how amazing she is and she's this world-class adventurer but she would she would have at least had enough knowledge to bring those harnesses with her or at least given someone a basic description to to help save her life in that situation so someone should have been belaying the way that they're supposed to which makes sense and is a good point that that scene is kind of fun but ultimately it shouldn't have happened because they're she should have embraced differently but whatever so they pull her up and then they realize they're in an, another chamber. And, and I, I think, think this is where Sarah hits her head. Because that happens, yeah. I think, right before I think, Holly's incident. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, Real quick, though, this is when they light up a flare and they see that there is uh, Native American style ah, cave yes. paintings uh, showing like dead wolves and bears and things inside the cave. And then there's the uh, peak of the mountain and then there's two different entrances on either side of the cave so they they trust that this thousands of year old native american cave painting somewhere deep inside this cave is somehow accurate enough to give them hope that there's another way out which is no more hope than they had before yeah, that hasn't collapsed or something yeah i just, like... just didn't know what the native american symbol was for dead end <laughs> sarah goes ahead a little bit and falls and cracks her head and then she comes to and they start kind of moving again. And Holly's like panicking, like she's freaking the fuck out. I, I would, too. She's supposed to be the extreme one. But I have such an issue with her. <laughs> she totally deserves what she gets next. <laughs> she she goes running through the caves and they're like, hold on, Holly, slow down, slow down. And she's like, I see light. I see sunlight. And Juno's like, it's not sunlight. We're two miles below the surface. Yeah, it's. Phosphorus, phosphorus in the rocks. rock, which I guess I've never heard of, but I guess that's a thing. Is a thing? Sure, I don't understand. I mean, phosphorus is real. I think. Does it give off light? It gives off light if it absorbs light first. It's like iridium. It's like glow in the dark stuff. So there's no. Okay. I, it couldn't have. Or well, just, I think if you excite it somehow too, it'll give off light. So were their flashlights powerful enough that they could have done that? I don't think so. I don't no. Know. I think, 
Like, if they were two miles deep, like, the pressure above the phosphorus could have been making it it glow. It also could have been caused by the the cave-in that they caused earlier. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it could have excited the rock. Or maybe there was a wick of phosphorus going out to the outside world and it was pulling sunlight (laughs) down through. That's how it works, I think. I'm an expert now. I thought about it. It's like fiber optic. It's like fiber optic cable. They're going to see one of those Christmas trees just slowly changing light. There's a cable guy out there. You're like, oh, what's going on? You know, like, get up some Wi-Fi or whatever. Get you guys 100 up, 100 down. (laughs) But then Holly takes off running after the light like a freaking idiot. (sighs) Even if it was daylight, you shouldn't go sprinting through a dark cave. And she falls in a hole. And grabs the ledge, and they try to get her, but she slips. And she bangs up a lot on the way down, and breaks her leg in a compound fracture. That protrudes from her, her leg. Shin. Yep, you her see shin. the bone. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to be bitter and cynical, but I'm glad that happened to her. <laughs> Phosphorescence is a type of photoluminescence related to fluorescence. When exposed to light or radiation, a shorter wavelength... Of a shorter wavelength, a phosphorescent substance will glow, absorbing the light and re-emitting it at a longer wavelength. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks very much. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. So they're like, hang on, Holly. We're going to come get you. And they go down deeper into the hole because Holly went down the hole. Yes. Mm-hmm. And who's the doctor? Sam? Sam. Sam. They immediately call on Sam for her superpowers <laughs> again. She, yeah. She states a very medical, you need to be a doctor to know to get her out of this falling water that's pouring all over her we should get her out of the small pool (laughs) and uh they slide her out like six inches so she's still being dumped on by this water but um not that i care but uh (laughs) and sarah gets bored and decides to go look around somewhere else again (laughs) i think she hurt her daughter again and she starts going through some caves and then she sees some movement up ahead and whenever she sees the movement she's like (gasps) and goes after it i think she might hear it first possibly and she starts shining her light and that's when she kind of sees it as it's sort of like, I guess, coming to get a drink. He's just drinking guess, water. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's basically Gollum comes out from <laughs> yeah. the cave. And yeah. starts, what does it have in its pockets? <laughs> Not rope. <laughs> the one ring would be no use down there at all. <laughs> no. Nope. How are we going to get out? I'm invisible. <laughs> yeah. Something I've always wanted, but... <laughs> Maybe the uh, the the ring wraiths could come and get you out. <laughs> <laughs> They'd take you to Mordor, but I think that'd be an improvement <laughs> over their situation. Also, I wanted to point out that uh, Sarah, while she deviated from the group and where she saw the, the creepy crawler, she found an old miner's helmet. Oh, that's right. That's she right. did. Mm-hmm. She did. And it they're all like, like was, uh, somebody's been down here before. Oh, that's right. We did skip over that. We talked about the metal piton, but didn't explain the fact that it was technology from like a hundred years earlier, at least. And Juno says that. We get our first taste of one of the creepies in this movie. And yes, this is not just a psychological thriller about one friend making a terrible decision and dooming all the rest of her friends. This is a movie about creatures it's a creature feature which is my favorite kind of scary movie but it doesn't a creature reveal feature that picked by Victor. wait this this is like 45 minutes into the movie yeah it's a really slow burn creature feature and she keeps saying that there's a man she's like there's a man down here there's a there's a person down here like assuming <laughs> that there's a human trapped down there <laughs> oh because she found the helmet and she thought maybe it the 100-year-old helmet. It was recent. Maybe they're still okay. 
It was like the old one that burned like <laughs> uranium or something. I don't know. Maybe there's a whole village down here. <laughs> <laughs> so she tells Juno, because again, the same thing happens that happened, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes ago in the upper chasm that they were in, where she turns back around and Juno's just there. And she says, I saw someone. I saw someone over there. A person. I seen it. And Juno says, you didn't see anyone. You're just hallucinating. You, you saw what you wanted to see. You know. The movie gets a little fuzzy here for me because I don't remember exactly everything that happened. The movie might take a turn here for me. I don't remember. <laughs> it accelerates a lot. It is yeah. going pretty fast at this point. It's a slow burn, slow burn, slow burn. And, and then, then it, the wick catches and the dynamite explodes. Yeah. Um, so Do dynamites have wicks? Yeah, I, I think they have fuses. I think I meant uh, <laughs> a, a quick is what. <laughs> Burning both ends of the dynamite, aren't you? <laughs> the dynamite that burns twice as bright burns half as long. <laughs> yeah, sounds like an episode of Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. <laughs> anyway, so Juno doesn't believe her naturally because why would she? Gaslighting. You you know you didn't see anything. Uh, you're, you're the traumatized. Your, your mind is playing tricks on you, and you, you, you saw what you wanted to see. Why did you want to see a feral man drinking dirty cave water? I don't know, but your mind saw what you wanted to see. So she goes back to the group, and then eventually she says something about what she saw, and they ask to be her. Fair. <laughs> Sarah does not explain what she sees. She says, There's someone else down here. <laughs> she just says that there's another person down there. So if I were Juno, I would probably be like, Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> see, if you say that to me, I'd be like, Oh shit. There is. <laughs> okay, but we've been through this before. You would probably only go caving with us, and if we told you that, you would believe us implicitly. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, I, so let's say that you... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I could say... Let's pretend I'm one of these women, and you're somebody else. I saw a two-headed mountain lion, and you'd be like, well, shit. <laughs> Max, which uh, woman would you be? Um... You'd be Holly. Just say it. I, I was gonna say I was that gonna you'd say be Holly, Holly too, because <laughs> you always hate the characters that you remind me most of, which cracks me up. But there, the difference is, I would not go sprinting through a dark cave after pretend light, <laughs> make believe light. <laughs> I'd Cal- see a light shaft and be like, "That sun's lying to me." Calcifer, go lay down now. I mean, I don't believe my eyes to begin with. So. No. That son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, now that's Solar Asshole. <laughs> Solar Asshole would be an amazing band name. <laughs> an opening band only. <laughs> Solar Asshole opening up for Alice in Chains. <laughs> uh... So, um, so I was saying that she goes back to the group and says about how she saw something, and Juno says, no, she didn't. Don't believe her, whatever. <laughs> She's nuts. Her she family died. crazy. <laughs> yeah, and this is after they've grabbed Holly's shin bone and jammed it back into place <laughs> and, and, and made a makeshift splint from <laughs> one of their ice axes. Uh, because Sam is the medical doctor. Um, and, I mean, she's all do, that they got. Do, like, just do... In med school... I mean, none of us have been to med school, so I don't know why I'm asking any of you. <laughs> I know someone who's in med school. I'll ask them. But if you're in med school, do they teach you, like, random ass MacGyver field training I mean, they medic? They teach you that stuff specifically. Stuff? I think they but teach you, I like, think, triage. 
In all of these shows and movies and stuff, there's one person who's either got or is getting their medical degree. (laughs) And they're like, (laughs) I know how to take this hanger and this spool of thread (laughs) and and open up somebody's collapsed lung. Like, what? And so I just, I, I like, is that something that they teach you? Or is that the only reason that this person might have the skill points to, I don't know, in the RPG that is life? To, to answer what you're saying, I believe that, I mean, it's the same thing that any technician, any anyone who gains training in something, they're not going to be able to train you for every situation. They can train you. The, the concepts they can yeah they can give you the general idea of this is what you do in these situations so that when you're in similar situations you can kind of come up with your own solutions to the problem and that's a, a big part of what medical training is it's understanding how to approach a problem and find a solution because you understand what the issue is how you can best resolve it and how you get there is really up to you depending on the situation so she knows that she has to stop the bleeding um, get the bone back in place, set the bone, and then splint it and wrap the wound as best as possible and tell her to keep keep weight off of it. That's the best she can do. So it's not necessarily that she's been guivering some crazy setup like the the weird credit card thing to create a valve to to help with a. Um, it's not a. I got a tunnel. long hole valve. Yeah, like I, an actual like you rip it open and stick it on. What's that called? Uh, pulmonary embolism. No, it's not a pulmonary no. embolism. The fuck is that called? It's a sucking chest wound. Yeah, but there's a word for it. Whenever your lung collapses, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, but coming up with a like, MacGyverous solution to that isn't necessarily something that's taught, but you understand what you have to do and how to do it is really up to you. So I think that she was just doing the best she could in that situation. But it does seem like in a lot of these movies, someone's like, oh, I'll just use this rubber cement on these weird like uh, uh, needles that are in your arm here and I'll just pull them out like to get these cactus... Uh, needles out. Like, I don't know. We've seen that at least once. You can use pantyhose to get out jellyfish barbs. You just stretch it and scrape it. That sounds like it would be more uncomfortable somehow, but okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Things that I don't like. <laughs> they go to, they try to start walking Holly around because she can't put pressure on her leg and Becca says, what did you see? And that's when Juno's like, oh, no, no, don't listen to her. She saw what she wanted to see. She's like, no, I, I saw someone out there. I know I did. I know what I saw. There was someone out there. And they Lock don't believe her. Lock her up in an asylum. <laughs> so they start yelling. And is this, I have a note here. Um, hello, is any? Is there anybody there? Yeah, she starts yelling that. It, uh, it's, it, it's like the quintessential movie thing. <laughs> like the monster's going to be yeah, like, I wouldn't yeah, say I'm that's dumb. <laughs> uh, if she thinks somebody's there, they've got... Um, they're in a terrible situation that they've been down there for who knows how long, because we, we don't have any reference for time. They have one person who has a potentially fatal injury, and they need help, so why not? Why not yell? I mean, you might cause a cave-in, but what's really the harm in yelling out and hoping that someone can At hear you? At this point, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't think The same it's... hope you had that the sunlight was coming through? Yeah. Oh, I just remembered that one of the reasons why they were all like, can she really handle this? In the beginning was because she was standing next to the next to the down. wall and a bunch of bats flew out around her and there was shrieking and flapping. <laughs> yes. But anyway. That's how Batman was made. Come on. Do you were you there when a Louise? Bat no, I don't want to use up my tangent. Alright, so Was I there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they get attacked because they're all standing there Not making yet. sound, no? No, so they start yelling and they start trying to find this Damn person, it. and they eventually decide that they're 
they try to walk a little further and they're trying to find where they can go next. And that's when Sam says, or uh, um, uh, Sarah says, how do you turn the, the night vision on your camera? And Holly tells her, and then she turns it on and realizes that there's animal bones everywhere. Yes. There's there's thousands the, like of them. ghost in the darkness. Yeah, which I mean, I'm no animal expert, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that <laughs> I'm not a geologist. I'm not a meteorologist. I'm not I'm a cryptozoologist. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been kind of funny though if they turned a corner and Ford was there and like <laughs> Where's my family? <laughs> it's not even the Ford I was talking about. No. Can you help us out of this cave? Are you talking That's about Henry? Actually, Ford? why I'm here. <laughs> Who are you talking about? The guy from uh, Color Out of Space, the hydrologist. His oh, his name is Ford. I don't think I it's was Ford. Was it not? I really thought it was, but I could be wrong. But whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, I don't know we'll why your mind immediately goes to Her- Henry Ford. <laughs> did, he, did he make I a car? Harrison Ford, Henry Ford. I Gerald thought he was Ford. talking Those about order. Ford from Iron Fist. And oh. I was like, his name is Ward. Oh, it was Ward. <laughs> oh Lord! Henry Ford goes down there to think up his new cars. Harrison Ford is just yelling at the cave mouth, going, "Where's my family? Give me back my family!" <laughs> Oh, God. So she asks to find to see the night vision on the camera, and they start looking around to, um, they see all these animal bones, but there's, like, deer and wolves and mooses, moose-eye? Mises. Elks. I don't, I don't think that it's, this is in North Carolina, so I don't think it was moose. It was in North Carolina? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They yep. might have drug a moose there, you don't know. From Canada. They might have. It's possible. They you don't know how far they hunt. They might have like a hundred mile radius. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But That's they're... way further than Shh. Okay. We've been over this I've, multiple they could have times. On a bus. You don't know. They could have. They, they could have gotten that helicopter. That's the glue like googly eyes over its eye <laughs> patches. Whatever it has. Does it look like a an elk. I'm just. Oh, an I guess elk. their eyes do open. They just don't. They do work. Um, okay, so <laughs> so they're looking at all these animal bones, and that right there should have tipped you off that something is wrong. However, it should have also tipped you off the, to the fact that a full fucking elk can be drugged into this cavern. So there's a pretty good hope that you can get out, because unless these things were chopped into very small pieces and then pulled down through this cave, <laughs> wouldn't have happened outside the cave. So there's a way out, is my point. So you would have been immediately filled with terror and then also maybe some hope. Yeah. But that's a really terrible there's situation. There's no way that, that these things are bringing elk through the the L-shaped hole that they crawled oh, through God. in the beginning. Like doesn't someone make that comparison later on? They're like they they hunt outside, so there's a way out. They, later on, yeah. yeah. Which they should have realized that at first, but that's when she's using the the night vision for their camera and then she comes back and um I think this is where Becca starts yelling because she says, I swear I saw someone. I swear I saw them. And then they start yelling and she's like, is anybody there? And she's moving the camera back and forth. And that's where I said this last week to you, Max. I said that there's a few seconds of found footage in this movie and this is it. (laughs) Where they're using the camera and they pan back over and one of them is just creepily standing there next to... uh, That's the big reveal. Yeah. And it's all like, hi, I'm here to help you out. It's literally just standing. It's not in a sneaking position. 
or a hunting position or anything. It's just standing there like a homeless person. It's just one of the Alzheimer's patient. It's like what's his face from Hey Arnold that's always behind Helga going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, stinky, I think is yeah. his name. <laughs> so it snatches Holly. Yeah, it like scurries off. It's a holly snatcher. And then they, they start saying, like, what was that? Like, I saw it. And they start moving their lights around. And then it comes back and like leaps over Holly and does some weird cave jujitsu and like jumps around <laughs> like a weird little monkey. <laughs> um, I do have to say that this movie is almost 15 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. And the fan base has done a very good job of not spoiling the monsters. <laughs> that was kind of cute. That was cute. <laughs> oh boy! Such a dope. Scary kitty. Like I, I have never, I had never seen pictures of the monsters from this before mm-hmm. ever. Like, I, I was pleasantly surprised by the fact that I didn't know anything. Let's call about them skulkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened next? <laughs> uh, they knock Holly down and murder her. Yeah. Uh. I- they everybody scatters because they it, one of the creatures attacks and takes Holly out, and I thought she got killed. Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, I think it it rips right into her throat. Yep, and just yeah. cuts her neck. Oh no, Holly! They dead, try no. to save her, and they end up doing like a little tug of war thing with Holly's body. Yeah, Juno's trying her best. Yeah, and that's um, that's yeah. They all just kind of scatter and run. In opposite directions. Uh, uh, Sarah gets knocked backwards down the pit of bones. And Becca, cracks her head again. Becca and Was Sam. Is that when she falls in the blood lake? Not yet, but Not she's yet. close. Sarah and... Uh, or Sam, Sam and, and Becca. Sam and Becca both go running away. Juno is fighting these creatures. And yeah. she's doing okay. She's holding her own. She's got her axe out. She's, I think she kills like two or three of them. Yeah, she's doing a pretty good job. And then she swings around with her knife Axe. and stabs Beth in in the neck because she thinks it's another creature. Because she didn't fucking look first. No, I don't know well, that no, I would have. A, I, yeah. yeah, I I'm this is I'm actually going to defend the Juno. For yeah. that, at that point. Like, she's she's in a self defense frenzy yeah. against ravenous monsters. I will defend and her, her. Friend friend comes up behind her sneakily. Yeah. I will defend her. Like she doesn't announce herself. Like yeah. fucking announce yourself whenever you're sneaking up on somebody. On somebody like, who's swinging a pickaxe around. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I I will defend her in the initial stabbing. However, what she does next. Is awful. When she just leaves. Yeah. She so Beth yeah. falls backwards and like and has a hold of uh Juno's necklace, I guess. Yeah. Or keychain or something. It's I don't a know. necklace. Okay. Which and a brooch. Just real quick, a couple of times we've seen her take it from around her neck and kiss it and put it back under her shirt. Yeah. As though it's it's important to her. Like a good luck charm or something. I'd like her to kiss me and put me back under her shirt. We'll become a pendant, and then maybe you can. That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Beth is pleading with her not to leave her there, and she just goes, I'm sorry, and then walks away. Yeah. So she stabs her, puts her in a terrible predicament, and then doesn't 
assess the situation, stay with her until she dies, or put her out of her misery. She just fucking walks away. It did take her like 45 minutes to die from that. At least. <laughs> yeah, she didn't die, actually. Because she gets thrown down a pit. and <laughs> Yeah, and well, so... Just real quick, for anyone who's not going to watch this movie, Dibs, they pierce... When she spins around and hits her with the, the ice axe, <laughs> spins around and hits her with the ice axe, she puts the blade through her throat and does a pretty, it's a pretty mortal wound, I would think. <laughs> doesn't hit her vocal cords. <laughs> or does, her Doesn't hit her jugular. <laughs> yeah. Just enough in her throat that it's a pretty severe inconvenience. Yeah, like she can't walk I don't anymore. The, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the... the medical science behind that but i kind of sam i kind of yeah sam get in here we need we need questions answered (laughs) so like we have to stuff a bunch of dirt in the hole so while that's (laughs) going on sam and becca have like a giant glow stick with them and they're laying up on like a ledge kind of in a in a tunnel and not moving and one of the creatures comes by and just keeps on walking, even though they have a glow stick with them that's illuminating them. Mm-hmm. And that's when they realize that they're blind. They're blind. Mm-hmm. They likely use something similar to echolocation or something like bats do. So if they the, stay they're, still, they're like Batmen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, fun fact about the glow sticks. Oh boy. Um, in this movie or for for climbing in general? In this movie okay. in particular, for the set of this movie, they purchased the glow sticks from a nearby adult toy store. <laughs> That's amazing. And I looked that, I found that out, and then I rewatched it and noticed that the glow sticks seem oddly floppy in this movie. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're not rigid like I'm used to glow sticks being. That's they, actually uh, really funny. They definitely wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Continue. <laughs> While that's happening... Well, hang on. They, they, We didn't talk about it because it's, it's kind of weird and forced and it, it didn't need to be in the movie. But in the very beginning when they're having their, their uh, sleepover drunken thing that they're doing in the beginning of the movie um prepping for this expedition she talks about her watch and how you know um sam is talking about her watch and how her boyfriend gave it to her and holly says if a guy gave that to me i'd dump him on the spot because it's this really bright kitty looking uh not kitty childish childish looking watch it's kind of ugly in my opinion it looks like her daughter gave her that didn't she didn't no, no, this is Sam, the medical Sam. Oh. She says her boyfriend gave it to her. Uh, and Holly was like, oh, I would dump her. I would dump him on the spot if a guy gave that to me. Mm-hmm. So as this creature walks by, everything's fine. They're oh. safe. And then her watch goes, I detect perfect timing. And then it goes off. Even though it hasn't gone off in the last 24 hours. Or we've not been made any note. She's not, not made any note or any foreshadowing about having an alarm set. So <laughs> it just feels really weird and forced. And they could have had that happen without having the exposition about the watch. They didn't need to bring it up because there's no explanation given for why she has an alarm set. So I just feel like that was a really weird misstep. But anyway, she yanks it off and throws it. And then the creature goes and, and boops it with his nose. And, they, and it goes. Yep. And then she hears it hears. Um, I think Juno's yelling, trying to find out where everyone went. And it goes running off to. Talk right. to her. Yes. Have and a conversation. More of a scamper. While that's happening. Prattles off. 
<laughs> Sarah is off by herself. She still has the camera. And she is in like a... Oh, this is where um, D-Pad said earlier, where she has the vision about her daughter uh, right. blowing yes. out the candles. Right. And then she wakes up and she's... And there not there a bunch of them nearby, like, eating Holly's body? They come sh- shortly after. She's she's there kind of looking at all the bones and stuff and looking around. And then Holly's corpse comes rocketing in from ah, the ceiling. Right. And they all, like, run in and pounce on it and start eating it. And she's, like, watching them through the camera. Yeah. And one of them, like, slowly starts to creep up the... Because she retches. Yeah. As she's watching this and they're tearing into her. She goes... Oh. And then... Juno was yelling, and I think that, again, kind of called them all away. Yeah, I think we're supposed to assume that her what's happening to um, Sarah and what's happening to Sam and Becca are happening at the same time. Yeah. And then when Juno's yelling, that's the cohesive moment that we're supposed to... I think that was also happening at the same time that the, the Beth thing was happening. So, because then she starts yelling right after the Beth thing. Juno accidentally stabbing Beth in the neck. I guess. And then uh, Sarah goes out of the cave, or out of the cave, out of that tunnel, and goes into, like, where they started, I guess. And that's where um, Beth is. And Sarah realizes it and goes over and, like, she's still alive. Like, she's still laying there alive. And tells her, Beth tells her not to trust Juno because Juno was the one that did that to Beth. Yeah. Right. And, and also cheated on... And, oh, by the way, now that I'm dying, I'm going to tell you that your now-dead husband was cheating on you with one of your best friends. That, so also don't trust that? her about that. She, she she says don't trust her. She says but... don't trust her, and then she hands her the necklace that Implies. Sarah knows to be Juno's. And it has love every day right written on it and that was the thing that she said in the beginning was something that was something paul used to say all the time and so it was obviously a gift from paul you read it on that bumper sticker that one time won't shut up about it (laughs) (laughs) but but what i don't understand she's wearing the 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 medallion clearly throughout the the whole movie i I don't know no one asked her it's a reveal no one asked her like, "Oh, hey, what's you know, what's up with that?" Or, because nobody can it, I read it. They didn't know what it said on it. <laughs> Still, that takes a lot of guts for her to wear a pendant. Oh no, I agree. And then you know, her occasionally, dead husband. At thematic moments, take it out, kiss it, and then put it back in your shirt and hope that nobody sees you doing. <laughs> Why are you doing that? For no reason. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's, uh, it's my, my good luck charm. The guy that gave it to me is dead. <laughs> His name was Paul Nian. <laughs> <laughs> Paulus. His name, his name was Paulus. Um, so she talks to Beth and then Beth says, don't leave me like this. And this is a really, really tough part of the movie. She says, don't leave me like this. And her choices are to do the same thing that Juno did and leave her in this position where she's barely alive. And these creatures are going to come back and, and, eat her alive and give her the the worst death possible or to murder one of her best friends her is that her sister it was it was her friend okay one of her best friends or try to drag her body through the cave or try to which she can't do because 
And that's the medical thing here. I don't really understand. If she didn't sustain a fatal wound to the neck, I don't understand why she isn't able to function. But I guess that's just, it's something we're just supposed I mean, to not ask questions you about. You can be hit in the spine and not die, and you can't move. That's true. It, it, I didn't think about that. It could have actually paralyzed her from the neck down. So, that's a good point. Okay. Uh, I rescind my comment. But, um, yeah, she makes the decision to stone Smash her. her face in with a rock. Yeah. She does. And it's... Pretty heart-wrenching. Uh, yes. And then she gets attacked by a little creature. And she gets away. She smashes it up against the cave ceiling and then... So... so she defends her life from this creature that is trying to attack her. And then beats this thing to death. And then its mother comes crawling out from the shadows. Attempting to find what's happened to its child... And it's also kind of heart-wrenching, because these creatures aren't... They're not malicious. They're not evil. They're just... Surviving. They're just... Yeah. They're uh, a, a life form that's existed in this cave, and they're just trying to eat and live and survive. So... I don't feel bad for that little creature kid. I honestly didn't realize that it was a child. Oh, like yeah. a, a child version. Maybe I wasn't paying attention during that part. I don't know. Like I, It's hard to tell. The whole movie's very dark. Yeah, I mean, dark lighting wise. Yes, it's hard to tell. And tonally, <laughs> and not tonally, as bad yeah. as the last one of the last episodes of Game of Thrones, where you couldn't see shit for <laughs> the entire episode. Well, I wouldn't know. <laughs> so she like runs away from this thing and hides in a pool of blood. I think she falls. She falls into the blood. I think down the bone shoot. It looks like oil. This would have been awful. Yeah. Because but. you're looking at like serious like life-threatening infection in a few hours after that. <laughs> like yeah. you'd have pink eye within an hour, I think. And like your PP, <laughs> like any entryway into your body is now <laughs> just <laughs> riddled with the worst bacteria. You have yeah. raging hemorrhoids, and you don't know how you got them. <laughs> well, instead of giving her an infection, she emerges from the blood pool. As the samurai girl from Kill Bill Volume 1. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is now Uma Thurman. Yep. <laughs> and the creature was in the blood with her? Because I, I think yeah. that that was like her... I think that represents like her lowest point in the movie. That's her that's kinda, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A trial by blood. Like it's kind of uh, the lowest point of the descent. Yes. I think that, that metaphorically we're supposed to assume that that is... Kind of like her her descent into madness, yeah. and now she's coming out of it, and she is a changed After that person. point, she is now kind of... She kind of becomes badass after that point. She just goes yeah. 100% survival mode, like... Yeah. yeah. 100% Depeche mode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, they all catch up with each... No. Um, Becca and Sam are attempting to find their way through the cave and a creature comes out and, and like is like rawr and starts harassing them and she's like stop it and then apparently Juno has also become a fucking amazing rogue so from in the darkness from 30 feet away throws her not suited for throwing at all ice axe with accuracy and it slams into this creature's back and she comes out from the shadows and snaps its neck because she's now apparently Tomb Raider apparently <laughs> the reference earlier and says, like, we, we got to move. We got to get going. Where are the others? And that's when they... I think she says that she's found a way out. Because she's found chalk markings. 
And she's following the arrows oh, right, backwards yes. because they found they went down one entryway and she thinks she's found the cave, um, the original cave explorers who came in the other way. So she's following their arrows backwards and they're going to try to find their way out. They ask her like they have a conversation about where everybody is and they they know that Holly's gone and uh, nobody knows where Sarah is. And uh, uh, they ask about Beth. Juno says that Beth is dead. She didn't make it. And then they all get attacked again. Yeah. Uh, Sam tries to do what Becca did earlier and try to make her way across. And she gets about halfway. And then one of the creatures comes out. And it apparently has such good grip, which would make sense. They've been down there for presumably hundreds of years. It has such good grip that it's able to take one of its hands off and swipe at her. And this scene was a little weird for me, the way that it's set up. It it crawls up to her, attacks her, and she's kind of like dodging it. And it I feel like it takes a long time. And eventually it swipes out and hits her in the neck. And it, is this the girl that's hanging from a rope? Yeah. Yeah. It rips out her jugular. So she like wraps her legs around it with her jugular ripped out, which you would have a few seconds of life left after that, and stabs it and then immediately dies and it falls below. And the whole scene just feels weird. Like the timing of it's weird. How long it takes to, to, to get to the climax is a little weird. Like I just found the pacing of this one scene to be really weird. Was it weird? I thought it was <laughs> weird. They get across and Sarah hears them, I guess. Yelling, maybe? Because Juno says that she won't leave without Sarah. She's not going to leave Sarah behind. Which is weird, because that's exactly what she fucking did to Beth. But Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's, uh, I think, as they go to turn around to leave, Becca gets pulled down into a, a cave and starts getting disemboweled. Ah, yes. And she falls backwards into the water. Yes. And then Sarah and Juno find each other somehow. Yeah. And, uh... Sarah's asking, so where are these people? Like, she asks where, where everybody is because she knows about Holly. She asks about Becca and Sam. And then she's like, and Beth. And Juno considers for a minute. Like, she doesn't say anything for a minute. And then she's like, she just says that she didn't make it or they got to her or yeah, something. They got and her. just straight lies to her face. And. <laughs> She tells her that when she found her, she was still alive, and then like mm-hmm. holds out the necklace. Lies. And Juno's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, everybody knows I'm a piece of shit. Well, not everybody. I'm just Sarah now, I guess. <laughs> uh, and a bunch of the the creatures pop up. They're coming. Yeah, yeah. they're they're coming. And she, how does she trap her? She uses this moment to. Jam the ice pick axe her, thing into her, into her leg. Yeah. Yeah, into her knee. Oh god, that's right. I blocked it out of my memory already. It's pretty rough. <laughs> and then she goes running off, and Sam leaves her, her there to uh, Juno, be overrun. Yeah. Yeah. Pulls the ice axe out of her leg to defend herself, and turns around. And there's a few times in this movie where the the effects are not that great, and for a 2006 movie, it makes sense. But this is one of them where they're crawling out of the darkness towards her. It's very clearly two shots pressed together. Like it's a, it might be a matte painting 
I'm like not two butt cheeks squeezed together, but not natural. Like if you had, if you cut one, two people down the center and put their butt cheeks together, <laughs> and you very clearly look at it and be like, those people have those butt, that butt's made from two different people. It just doesn't look right. The, the, it just doesn't fit, and it looks weird. And the, the way that the angle they're crawling out, and like it just, I didn't like. I it, it wasn't that I didn't like it. It just it took me out of the movie immediately. They only had like five people, like real people. Yeah being the monsters there weren't that many of <laughs> yeah. them yeah it just it was bad <clears throat> green screen or, or bad uh like um what do they call that when you have split screen um it just didn't work and it's one of a few times in this movie where they try to do like wide angle shots and they just don't work there, there's a point earlier where they light up a flare and the same thing like it just looks really flat like it, the cave doesn't have any dimension to it because it probably is a set and it's probably a painting and it just doesn't look right but yeah they're and Sarah finds the out. She finds the hole. The out hole. The out hole, yes. And she's like Which is grambling. Just like a tiny little hole. With, and it's covered up with branches and shit. And yeah. there's... There like, would still be light. You'd be able to see that light shining through. Whoa, well, sure. But I'm saying, don't these monsters use that hole? Yeah. Maybe they cover it up. Oh, yeah. Maybe they just have, like, moss and stuff that they just pull back over top of it. Mm-hmm. Which, how do they know what that is if they live in a cave and are blind? Yeah. <laughs> why do they, how do they know it's a hole in, at all? Like, why do they know to cover it? How do they, they hunt on the surface at all? How, how do they catch an elk? How do they know it's covered? How do they know that? <laughs> There's too many questions yeah. here. Mm-hmm. She crawls up a, a ziggurat of bones to get to the top yeah. of this cave. And that would be really hard. Like, oh depending God. on how many bones there were, your feet would be sliding all over the place. A like, charnel house. And, so, and they'd probably be sharp. Oh, yeah. They'd be, like, bones tend to splinter. When you don't know what bones do. I do, actually. Oh. I really do. <laughs> and she gets out, and she goes running down what's left of the mountain, down to the cars, and she jumps in, and she peels out. And which car does she take? The Bronco. She sure does. I don't know if it's a Bronco. I think it is. It's it kind of looks like, like one. It does. She gets passed by a truck that's blaring its horn and almost gets hit because she's driving like a bat out of hell. And that's after she's on the side of the road. Uh, do bats frequently exit hell quickly? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't either. Do they escape hell? And if so, is hell not hard to get out of? Why hell? are there bats in hell? They don't frequently bother people. Yeah, I don't understand. People are hell bat for almost Fire no bats. reason, except rabies, which is not that big of a threat from Let's bats. burn. Sorry, you said fire bat. So they, she, she's sitting. Yeah, you're right. She's sitting along the side of the road, and a truck comes by, and it's pissed that she's like using the road to breathe. <laughs> and roads are for driving, not for resting. Her <laughs> honks at her, and she like throws up mm-hmm. out of her window. At least she rolled the window down first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, where did you guys watch it? I watched it on Google Play. I watched it on Hulu, where okay. it ends there. I know about the secret ending, though. Okay. Because it must have been when I watched it with you. The original, the, the, the only time that I had ever seen, the only ending I had ever seen was apparently the one that's not, like, widely available. Well, no. One was released in the UK and one was released here. Apparently, I saw the UK version, which I prefer. So. I, apparently, I did, too. In the Hulu version, and apparently the Google Play version, Google she Play. Oh, never mind. <laughs> sits back up into her seat and turns around, and Juno's sitting in the passenger seat. Whether it's actually Juno or not, we don't know. And she screams. I thought it was her daughter. I'm 90% sure it was Juno. Juno. Oh, okay. 
And that you see where this is going. Is that the European version or is that the? That's the the United States version. It ends okay. there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she like it. It like jump scares at her. I right. think. And that's immediate two star loss from jump scare at the end of the movie. Yep. So, uh, but apparently in the UK version, which Vic and Max have both seen, uh, she wakes up back in the cave after she had hit her head earlier on. Uh, um, I, no. I don't think that's right. I think she's like scrambling to get away, but then she ends up in a little room and her daughter's there and there's a cake with candles burning betwixt them. And like, it just ends with her like staring at her daughter and it zooms out and you can hear yeah, the monsters yeah. approaching. Mm-hmm. She's laying on that pile of bones that she, in the previous, uh, fever dream or delirium or whatever yeah. it was she had fever delirium. Yes. that she had climbed out of it's now there is no light at the top of this pile of bones it's just it's just more cave and then I, and a cake and a cake but the cake oh. is a lie it okay. is okay i guess i misread it uh it's your brain line do you yeah it's not reality it's not reality it's a lie uh but I prefer that version because I, as you all know, as everyone in this room knows, and as all these listeners should know as well, I like dark endings. And I, I prefer that ending because it is bleak and it's dark and it's kind of hopeless, which is the tone this movie sets up. And I would prefer that. If it had ended that way, which I guess it did, technically, um, I would not take away those two stars. Yeah, so I guess you have to decide, are you going off of the way you saw Two stars subtracted. Okay. <laughs> I already banged my hammer. You could split the difference and remove one. Yeah. Well, fine. That's what I'll do. (laughs) We can say I'm not fair. (laughs) So, yeah. There there we have it. There's the end. Yes. There's Um, the end. I had something to say. I did too, and I completely forgot it. I have a couple of things to say. P-Time. Nope. That's one of them. So. Nope. No help there. Um, Dad, what was your favorite part of the movie? Hang on, hang on, hang oh, on. Okay. I had more I wanted to say. Oh. I wanted to say that the fact that these creatures are supposed to be subterranean, they've lived down there for a long time, I really appreciate the way that they're designed and their, their kind of overall feel and their evolution. This movie had a lot of issues that I don't remember noticing when I watched it the first few times that I watched it. You say that about every movie that you watch. Again <laughs> I do, because I, I have a more critical eye. I'm more jaded now. I'm slowly turning into Jade, <laughs> as I talked to D-Pad about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but the jump cuts in this movie bothered me a lot. There's a lot of them, and it's really hard to keep track of what's going on in, in any kind of fight scene. It jumps around a lot. But what I really enjoyed was the fact that um, they sound like they're making clicking noises. Whenever they're just moving around, they're making this sort of like... like I can't do it. But they make clicking noises that very much... They're making clicking noises that... They're making clicking noises that very much to me sound like they would be a sort of echolocation type thing. And just that design, the way they looked, especially under the the infrared from the camera, was super good and creepy. Like their eyes looked creepy. Their everything about them was weird. And I, I just really like their design. Like I the the design of these creatures are awesome. So was that was that your favorite part of the of the movie? No. Your favorite thing about the movie? Something I just wanted oh, to talk about. Okay. I think that counts as your favorite part of the movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. It's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> D-Dod, what was your favorite part of the movie? Okay, my favorite part of the movie... I actually want to say... Um, 
And this is weird, but my favorite shot is when Sarah gets stuck in the tunnel Oof. for the first time, about 40, like 40 minutes into the, yeah. into the flick. Um, because I've, I've never had a movie give me the sense of claustrophobia that that did. Yeah. It's not even... First of all, it's amazing when I found out that this movie was never actually filmed in a cave. They just determined that uh, bringing a camera crew down into a spelunking cave would be a, a nightmare. Go so figure. They, that would be extremely cost prohibitive. Yeah. yeah. So they and the lighting would be terrible. Set. They actually built, uh, you know, a, a, set, a, a cave-like set made out of piping and styrofoam and all of this and, I, and expanding uh, installation in, installation installation <laughs> yeah and um you know just the fact that they um that they could uh, uh you know bring that real closed in and trapped sensation out in me in, in, in with uh just with a f- woman stuck in a fake cave yeah mm-hmm. it does the miracle really, of uh, hollywood uh, it is good really did it for me thick what was my favorite part of the movie? Yep. Just go back about 45 seconds and listen to what I said earlier. And that's my favorite part of the movie. It's more like a minute and a half. All right. The creature design is really good. And it makes sense <laughs> for this setting. Yeah. They had like mole-like noses. I yeah. Think. They um, were... I just read that they were based off of Nosferatu. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. My only problem with them is that they do a lot of biting and tearing and they only have like two teeth, top and bottom. So I don't understand how that works. <laughs> All right, Max, what was your favorite part of the? Oh shit! I was just thinking about the parts I hated. Um, my favorite part was how hopeless this situation was. Um, and it is hopeless. Yeah. Uh, even though there was a way out in the end, um, just. Being there, well, no, that's I'm going to save that for my scary part. I, I just, I liked how they drove it home that like this really is, it's, it's bad. I, I have this fascination with books and movies and stuff. Like I'm reading one about Mount Everest right now, and people are like in 1925 are trying to go there and climb it. And not only is that already an extremely harsh environment, unforgiving and deadly. But they're going to add, like, a monster effect to it, I think, is where it's leading up to. And that's like this. Being stuck in this cave system is already lethal. And there is another factor yet that is just making it worse. Mm. My favorite part of the movie was when they finally revealed the creature. Like, up until that point, like... I I legitimately didn't know what I was walking into with this movie. If it was just going to be, like, a psychological thing or if it was like a creature feature or whatever so i like i didn't know and so i i liked the the final reveal so okay all right a little bit all those Um, things interesting fact about that they actually (laughs) didn't tell the female actresses that there were going to be creatures in the movie until they revealed them for the first time because they wanted their reaction to be genuine oh d-pad what was your least favorite part of the movie my least favorite part. I feel bad <laughs> saying this right after you said the best part of the movie. I didn't like the creatures. That's didn't. You didn't like them at all or like I'm, like you would have preferred a movie that didn't have creatures or you didn't I like just, the creatures. Let's get into it. I, Talk to me, D-Pad. <laughs> I just thought that 
the movie was good enough being just about spelunkers who got trapped in a cave. Like, okay. I, I think the setting itself is the scary part of this movie. And I just feel like the creatures they threw in there, uh, uh, you know, just to make it like a, a more entertaining horror movie. But I, I, I just thought uh, it, was, uh, it was a little it was a little tacky. It was just okay. a little, it was just the first time I saw it, I, I thought I thought it was a little tacky. The second time I, I watched the movie two times, hmm. uh, the, the second time I watched it, I was like, okay, I, I can see why they're in the movie, but it, it was just, it was just, um, kind of immersion breaking for me. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it, it is kind of two different movies slammed together. There, there is this like uh, two butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Two butt cheeks from two different people. Just like we were talking about earlier. <laughs> if you had a butt, butt cheek transplant, but just the one cheek. Okay, so, Vic. Uh, my least favorite part of the movie, uh, it, the jump cuts, it really bothered me a lot. And like I said, I guess just my eye for this kind of stuff has evolved a little bit. I can start seeing it a bit more. But man, it, some of those fight scenes were, it was, it was like four or five cuts for every two or three seconds. And it was really hard for me to, to not get taken out of the movie by just how abrupt those were. So the jump cuts really bothered me a lot. Yeah. Jump, Jump cuts. cuts. My least favorite part of the movie. Max. My least favorite part is how much damage it took to kill some of these things. Mm. Um, I, I don't, I've never liked that. How much or how little in yeah. some instances. Yeah. Like, it varied from creature to creature. Like, sometimes she would throw a rocket one and it would, like, explode their head. But other times, like, you're stabbing them over and over and, like, they just won't die. Mm. I don't... I don't care for that, like... They're yeah. still flesh and blood creatures. Like, there's nothing superhuman about them. You know? uh, well, I mean, look at how much it took to kill some of the people. Sarah smashes her head three separate times in this movie. Juno gets... They looked pretty muscular. They could climb on ceiling. They could yeah. climb on stalactites and stuff. So I'm I feel not like saying they weren't tough. I just think they have the same survivability. I'm saying if you it? drive an ice pick through something's heart, that's probably the end of it. Everything's falling again. Like, we're living in that, that brownstone <laughs> in New York. Uh... My least favorite part is that while I appreciate an all a, a basically all female cast and all of that, that they still had to create motivation based around a man. Yeah, like they could have done anything else, and like this movie didn't even need that motivation. Like, no, just the s- stabbing of Beth would have been enough. Yeah. <laughs> It's really unnecessary. It was completely unnecessary. Like, if you're going to make... And this was 2006. So, I mean, this was 15 years ago, and things have changed a lot since then. And I think if this movie were made now, there would be a conscious decision to to make strong female leads, strong female leads based on their own merit versus, again, creating motivation based around a man. But just that felt really unnecessary, so... Yeah, and actually, I was thinking about this the other night, and I realized just how much I really hate that storyline. It's not character motivation. It's not character building. She could have very easily just lost her daughter. She could have very easily lost her husband and her daughter, and it would have had the same emotional impact. It would have had the same... uh, The movie could have... The movie events could have transpired the exact same way. They could have not had loss at all in the beginning. And, like... So, that that was my biggest thing. Um, D-pad. Yeah. Scariest part. (laughs) I think the scariest part was uh, when she lights, when Sarah lights the torch and finds that uh, she is in some kind of feasting room. Mm. 
and uh, just how red the scene is in that in that point you can't really tell she, when she finally lights the torch um, it reveals that she is surrounded by bones and gore and viscera and everything including the rock uh, the rocks on the walls are red because of the fire of the torch that she's holding mm-hmm. so it just makes it look that much more alarming that uh, and that much more graphic like she like this looks like how I would imagine hell to look. It was nightmarish. And I, I I thought the whole falling into the blood pool part was a little bit jumping the shark, but uh, just that first uh, scene where she realizes what kind of room she, what kind of cave she's in. It's a really haunting imagery. Yeah, it is definitely creepy. In it. I think that the blood pool is actually pretty scary because it would like it looks so thick that I feel like you your buoyancy would be thrown off so you wouldn't know which way was like up. And if you got turned around in there, like And it would coat the inside of your nostrils and it would the smell. Oh, it would be awful. But I also think that the imagery, and you touched on this earlier, I do think the imagery and the the metaphorical metamorphosis that she goes through is also necessary that she's dipping into this yeah yeah i, I get the pool, point of that scene I just, it, it, again it's like a baptism just, yeah yeah baptism of blood baptized but. in the waters of hell i guess uh Vic, what was the scariest part for you there's a lot of things in this movie that scare me but nothing scare me as much as the idea of getting stuck in a small tunnel who knows how far underground and having it slowly collapse around you that is terrifying just the idea of trying to shimmy my way through mm-hmm. there is terrifying enough but having it slowly come down is awful by far. The scariest part for me would have been the chasm. Going over top of it. Yeah. Because mm. you just can't know how far down it is. Nope. Um, yeah. I don't or remember if, if they drop a flare. Yeah. They drop a rock they both do, times. Yeah. But they don't hear it hit, do they? They do. They do, but it takes a while. It, yeah, it takes a The first one clatters. The second one splashes. Hmm. Yeah, see, I just... I wouldn't care for that at all. Because if you did fall and your rope snapped or something, like, you just had no idea what's at the bottom. The Balrog. You'd start spinning. Could only hope I land right on my neck. (laughs) Oh, I think, judging by how long that rock fell, it doesn't matter where you'd land. I think you'd just be done. You could be like the guy from Midsummer and jump right in your legs. Spine would shoot up through your neck. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Uh, So, the scariest part for me was also the tunnel. Hmm. Um, there's, I said about how I, I don't like natural disaster movies and it's because again, I don't like things that could actually potentially happen. Both things scare me. Like when I'm watching a scary movie, ghosts and that kind of shit and jump scares, like I, it, I get scared, but it's a different type of fear. It's a more fun type of fear for me than watching movies where like, I'm having like a visceral reaction to something that could potentially actually happen to me. I just, uh, mm, nope. Mm. Nope, 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 nope. D pad, what is your horror rating out of 10? Overall, what's your overall rating? So, like, as a movie, what would you rate this? Like, just for viewing, pleasure, and all of that. An overall experience 7 out of 10. Okay. 7 out of 10. Interesting. Which, and I think anything above 5, in my opinion, is a movie worth watching. So a 7 is uh, pretty good. That's okay. an important distinction um, to make. The reason why I'm 
the only thing I the only reason why I'm knocking points off of it is because I just uh, feel like the pacing of the movie is uh, awkward. Yeah. Yeah, it I can hurries. understand that. It almost feels hurried. It, yeah, it, you don't. I feel like I really didn't know the characters the first time I watched it. They introduce five characters, kill two of them, and then introduce four more, like three more, like all within the realm of the first ten minutes. <laughs> there, there's very little dialogue. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not that there's very little dialogue. It's just that like everything is kind of hinted at or unspoken, and there's not actually. Yeah. A lot of chemistry between all the characters. Or character development. Or character development. There's yeah. very little reason for you to like any of these people. <laughs> any of them. <laughs> like. <laughs> but other than that, uh, I think this was... I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not really into the... I'm not normally a horror movie watcher. Can I say that on this podcast? No, I'm that's not, fine. Yeah, I'm not normally a, Our a horror movie Our biggest fan is guy. not either. Uh, actually, um, like four of our biggest fans are not. They refuse to watch them, but they listen because they love me. So, oh. well, um, as somebody who doesn't frequently watch horror movies, I enjoyed this movie. I watched it. I watched it twice this weekend. I enjoyed it both times. Okay, nice. Thick. Uh, my overall rating. I actually was uh, pondering this the past few days, and I, I am also going to give it a overall rating of seven out of ten. Okay. Just as a general movie itself. It's a good safe number. Eight out of ten. Okay. Enough said. Enough said. Kitty. I'm going to give it a six out of ten. Because while I I do enjoy the creature reveals and I think that they add something to the movie, creature features are not my thing. Um, And also the whole beginning part where it was like, just a cave movie is also not really my thing. So, but that's just a perfect personal preference. I think that PP. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think that added with the, the awkward pacing and the fact that I didn't really care about any of the characters. Like, I think all of that added together gave me a lower score. That's why I gave it a higher score because I didn't like any of the characters. I not like- really. And like they made all these characters unlikable and then dropped them into a meat grinder and I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of fun." <laughs> <laughs> it's like any of the saw movies for me. I don't care about anyone or anything. <laughs> it's just I don't know. Yeah. Poor Sam and Becca, they didn't even really do anything. They were just like they didn't do anything. Like you didn't <laughs> Sam and Becca? They did the most work out of anyone. But like there was literally no getting to know them. No. Like, I don't know were. why Becca was even there. Holly and was the most detrimental to the group after Juno. I'm so extreme. Sam and Becca were the most useful of anyone. Yeah. Easily. But I mean, but like, they didn't, yeah. they had the personality of a rock. Like, there, there was nothing there to make me like them. Deep, how what was your horror rating? Horror, horror. rating. Horror. I will give this an 8 out of 10 for... <sighs> horror solely because of the the uh, the set okay mm-hmm. just the the tightness of it yeah and uh the closed in just it doesn't i've never seen a movie portray claustrophobia as well as this one does it's movie. effective yeah Vic. um i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten so it's getting sevens across the board for me uh because there are a lot of themes here that do work for me um, so the, the claustrophobia, the fear of being buried alive, the fear of being stuck down there and then mm-hmm. finding creatures down there. There's a lot here that it hits a lot of creepy boxes. 
ticks a lot of creepy boxes for me. Max. Nine out of ten. Ooh. Um, it wasn't that scary of a movie, but the atmosphere was awful. Mm. In a good way. Yeah. Um, Intentionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I'm actually going to also give it a, a high... Like, I think, with the exception of Vic, we all gave it a higher horror rating than a movie rating. And that is generally rare for me. Like, the horror of a movie typically brings the the overall rating up but it and like i'll be like it was a good movie but it got like a two on the the horror (laughs) rating this is the opposite i'm gonna say that it it was scarier than maybe like a seven and a half somewhere between a seven and an eight on the horror rating for me because it it did tick all the scary boxes it it managed to have a claustrophobia and uh a fear of heights and like all these things wrapped all up into one. Yeah, there's a lot here to be afraid of. So I I don't know if any of you noticed. I would have given it a ten out of ten, if not for the stupid jump scare at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's immediate points lost. I, it, it's just cheap and crappy and and we made stupid. that very clear on this podcast. Uh, I personally, I like I said, I really like the ending where she wakes back up in the cave. So if you can see both, definitely check them out. Uh, I also really liked the other ending from. Paranormal Activity. I said that before. I like the darker ending. So, a couple of things really quick before Max announces his pick for next week. Um, you can reach us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. And on and we are Facebook Hounds of Horror. and Instagram um, at the same handle. You can also support us on Patreon. We have some... We will eventually have some bloopers up there once I get them uploaded. And we also do now have a YouTube channel. Hounds of yes. Horror YouTube. That is right. We do. Yes. Thanks Hounds of to Horror on YouTube. Victor. So you can listen to us on YouTube if, if you don't have a, a an app that you like or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you can also use that to find a, a lot of the other services that we are currently streaming on. We're on a lot more than I thought we were. So there's that. But um, we yeah. will occasionally have some, some other content on there that isn't just our podcast. Uh, we may end up doing some other um, skits and things. Yes. Not sunshine. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so not for our next episode, because that's going to be Max's pick. But the episode after that, we will be reviewing a movie picked by Bill Van Vagel over at Land of the Creeps and Phantom, Phantom Galaxy. Phantom Galaxy. Mm. Uh, so we're super, super excited about that. The great Bill Van Vagel. Yes. So, Max. What was your pick for next episode? My pick for next week is another little gem that I had forgotten about, but remembered in the nick of time, called Ghost House. Ghost House. When did it come out? I Who's don't remember. It? But it's a rather recent movie, I think. Last five or six years, at least. Um, I don't know who the main actor and actresses are, but it is also starring Mark Boone Jr., Ooh, whom we met in 30 Days of Night. He's the one who lights the flares on fire. He does. That explode like dynamite. <laughs> it is a, it looks like a 2017 movie. Lost Ooh. in the Thai countryside, a young American couple find themselves haunted by an evil spirit. Is yes, that- ma'am. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> in the Thai countryside, which is quite lovely, but apparently full of ghosts. No, just one ghost, actually. Just the one ghost. Just, just the, the one. one ghost. <laughs> and the house. So. And the house. We... I, I don't know the exact culture of that. But it does seem like the ghost house, at least portrayed in this movie, it's like a birdhouse. Like, you know, it's oh, a tiny little right. house. And if I'm to understand this movie correctly, I haven't done any research to see if it's actually accurate. But 
these little ghost houses are used if somebody passes away. They put this ghost house outside of that house just in case the spirit is lingering. And so they will move into the ghost house and you can remove them. It's kind of like ends up becoming like a tombstone, I guess. Oh, okay. You know, it's like a, a the spiritual version of an urn. Is that an actual? Oh, that's from the movie. Yeah, sure. But that's what they look like. They look like little, you know, very <laughs> ornate little wooden houses. Very nice. Okay. Well, All right. Well, so we will do that for next week. And... Yeah, check out Ghost House and join us next week mm-hmm. on Hounds of Horror. Mm. Uh, I hope that my co-hosts will uh, <laughs> will um, join me in thanking D-Pad for stopping over. Uh, I think he crossed, was it 26 or 24 dimensions of time to come over 26. here? It did not sound comfortable, so I appreciate you coming over. Of the alphabet? Mm-hmm. Boy, that A dimension is probably the worst, and it's the first one you go through, so it just drags you down for the rest of the trip. Mm, yeah, after B and C, it kind of gets a little simpler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me read this quick. Okay. I'm sorry. If I interrupted you. Um, This is from a website called theculturetrip.com. Okay. It says, Spirit houses, or San Fra Fum, house for the spirit of the land as they are known in Thai, are commonly seen outside most houses and businesses. It is a dedicated structure to honor the guardians of the land and to protect them from any wayward spirits. Hmm. Huh. Spirit house. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. Um, So. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, D-Pad, for stopping over. Thank Absolutely. you, D-Pad. Hopefully we'll Thank have you on again soon. I think your portal is going to be here soon. Yeah. So. Oh. It's about that time. I think it's right there, actually. So, <laughs> thank you, guys. I'll see you later. And I'm out. Have a safe Bye. trip. Thank you for listening to Hounds of Horror. And if you enjoyed this episode, please check out our bonus episode on April 1st, Bad Ben.